Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Right there, Mark. I had to get it out. Yeah, get your water away from a coffee. Well, Social distancing. Social distancing <laughs> of the water and the coffee. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 40, Random Draw, a board game podcast. This podcast is as old as you, Dan. It is. We are the same age. <laughs> It's disappointing. <laughs> is, it dis- is it disappointing because you're 40 or because we got to the 40th episode? I figured neither one would happen. <laughs> Who's, <laughs> whose knees are better? Oh, the podcast. Oh, <laughs> podcast, good Lord. Those digital knees. I yeah. should have never bought a house with two stories. <laughs> Biggest mistake of my life. Don't worry. We'll get you an acorn lift. It, it, just, sounds, it just sounds like I'm crunching like popcorn <laughs> walking down the stairs. Every time I take a step, it sounds like fall leaves. Yeah. Oh, it's so terrible. Well, I secretly line the carpets in your house with bubble wrap every time i'm over i go what's wrong with my body it's, it's terrible uh, i am your host daniel man with me as always uh dave hubbard that's me and mark boyle oh 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 it's magic i <laughs> uh, no. Yep. Uh, you know what i like that one yeah all right. i'm into that <laughs> well it's better than your last few well yeah the last time when i tried to shoehorn a whop into the the board game world it? it shouldn't have gone that direction well no well i proved that it shouldn't because it didn't yeah yeah <laughs> We agree. <laughs> uh, if you can't tell, this is a board game podcast. On this podcast, we discuss, uh, we review some board games, and we have a topic at the end of the episode that we call, for some reason, a topic. Portmanteau. I don't know what that means. That means we talk. We covered this. It's like you have two words that you jam just, together. Just mm-hmm. because we cover something doesn't mean I <laughs> I true. listen a listen or b understood. <laughs> yeah, you take two words and you jam them together, like like peanut butter and jelly, like synergy, like you, synergy. You, you synergize two words together in a perfect corporate unity. What's syner? What's the s in synergy? <laughs> Uh, super <laughs> super energy super energy synergy good, good corporate america look out here we come <laughs> buy our show buy our show corporate america will give you super energy look i live in a place where if i had a top floor office it would be roughly three to four floors up. yeah you'd be way up there oh yeah you'd be king lewis <laughs> see, see the beach i can see dozens of meters in front of me <laughs> gaze down upon this trifling peasants <laughs> Uh, so the first game we'll talk about here is a game called Side Effects. So in Side Effects, this game is weird. All right. Yeah. Not, it's not bad. It's just it has some troubling topics to it. So in Side Effects. <laughs> Boy, does it. It's putting it mildly. Yeah. So in Side Effects, you have ailments. Well, and let's start this by saying there's an actual warning in the game that if you're depressed oh, or yeah. feeling sad or a, madness yeah or maybe you shouldn't play this game a and b maybe you should seek some help yep. yeah, yeah which yeah. is I, good you should you, you should. should absolutely i also recommend bringing your lamp <laughs> you bring your you bring your <laughs> bring depression, your lamp. depression, depression lamp, lamp. <laughs> yeah so inside effects you have certain ailments let's say a gambling addiction mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. um or, suicidal thoughts or madness or, madness, or, or depression all these anorexia right. yeah anorexia yeah. right so they start you start with these four cards out in front of you and they they are these four ailments and they're all bad they it's, are all bad there's no card in this game that you lay in front of you that's truly good no, like getting no. rid of ailments is the only getting good rid thing. of like healing and curing yourself yeah good <laughs> laying anything down bad, bad. Yeah. <laughs> so so in this game you start with these four ailments everybody gets four random ones and then you get a hand of cards and on your turn you are playing a card (laughs) that is how you play this game on your turn you play two cards oh yeah i'm sorry two cards yep on your turn you play two cards and they they play either down in front of you or you're playing cards on someone else Mm -hmm. or you could skip if you can't place cards anywhere 
If you're playing a card down in front of you, you're basically giving yourself medication for whatever it is. You're gotcha. Right there. I thought you were going to sneeze. Sorry, yawning. No, you're fine. I thought uh, you were going to sneeze and I muted your mic. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I was like waiting for it. Like, it's going to happen. Uh, uh, uh. Okay. Uh, so mm-hmm. when you play uh, medication down on yourself, you are basically taking medication to help alleviate your whatever issue you yeah. may have. But also, that medication just may... Just like in real life. Just like in real life, uh-huh. may have side effects. <laughs> and yep. by may, it does. It does. So yes. on the bottom of each medication, it'll say uh, a certain amount of other things. So it could mm-hmm. be the what we've mentioned before, uh, uh, madness or gambling addiction yeah, or I think, whatever. Exactly. Like I mean, polypharmacy, man. Exactly. I take, I take my upper because I am on downers. Exactly. Yeah. And Got I have it. to take downers because I'm on uppers. I'm trying to level out. Got it. Stay, <laughs> stay equal, man. So when it's somebody else's turn and they have one of these medication cards down, you can play one one of these ailments on them if the side effect they, of their medication is that ailment absolutely yes. and they don't already have it you can't be double mad yeah <laughs> you know? can't be double anorexic <laughs> you can't mm-hmm. be double anorexic too anorexic there's certain cards that let you take away an ailment altogether if you go get treatment therapy or, therapy yeah exactly get rid of it altogether mm-hmm. so that's the game and as soon as you you either take medicine for everything you have or completely heal everything that's down in front of you you are the winner because you are the most level and, and uh, <laughs> you, on the road to recovery yeah you are no longer in the psych ward or even walking down the street high and low yeah <laughs> you're, you're just, just <laughs> you're just per- you sat under the seasonal depression lamp just <laughs> yeah that's that's right. <laughs> That's what they should. That should have been the expansion. Seasonal, seasonal depression. depression. Yeah. yeah. I, it's real. And, I, and it, there's my no little cure, lamp. just a lamp. This is a lamp. It lamp. comes with a lamp. Or so, summer comes around. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Once you either get a seasonal depression lamp yeah. or you make it through December. Yeah. You, get a, you just have a card that says like season change. Yeah. And like, yeah. oh, I'm better. Oh, okay, perfect. <laughs> there's sun again. All right, great. So one of the interesting things about this game is it's not that you can actually clear the cards in front of you in general. Mm-hmm. It's that... You win if everything you have is taken care of. And by taken care of, I mean properly medicated. You're medicating on the Mm -hmm. proper meds. Yeah, there is one card that actually lets you get rid of an ailment Mm -hmm. that's in front of you, and that is the therapy card. Yeah, you got to go and talk it out. So you can go to therapy for anything, but there's no meds for anorexia. Yeah, you have to go to therapy for anorexia. So if you have anorexia in front of you, you kind of like need to make sure you only use the therapy card on that, something none of us did. I forgot every time. I had like three therapy cards and I always I forgot them on stupid stuff. On <laughs> <laughs> Whatever I look at first, I'm like, oh, get rid of that. Then I look down I'm like, oh, come on. Well, but, yeah, then, my favorite was when you spent your last therapy card on something and then oh, somebody yeah. gave you anorexia and you're like, well, <laughs> there makes, it is. Makes sense. <laughs> well, and so one of the really interesting things about this game is that there's also cards that just activate whatever ailment you have every ailment has a disastrous effect for you right Uh and so if you're not on meds for it then someone else can play these cards i don't remember Uh, you're having an episode yes (laughs) they can play you're having an episode card and they can choose to trigger any of the ailments you have that you're not currently on medication for the worst being madness yeah madness will you just stop taking all your meds because you go insane you just dump all your meds down the toilet like you're you know you're Mm -hmm. not taking those stupid meds anymore i'm done with this i'm done it i'm yeah i'm off on i'm out of the control now (laughs) i'm out of the control it was a very interesting game i will say the only real knock i had to this game I wish there were more ailments. Like we saw the same set of cards yeah. a lot of times. There's a yeah. ton of repeat in in the cards in the game. Uh, there's just not a lot of diversity in that. But it also makes sense because you couldn't 
really have much more diversity or you right. have more ailments. Uh, this game is awesome. And uh, I mean, this game's okay. Uh, let's not go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I like uh, you immediately backpedal. Yeah, I was like, statement. whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, you uh, know. What I meant was awesome is the art. He's, the been, art working, on yes. the parts. He's been working with a therapist lately. He's yeah, talking yeah, him like, through like, yeah. the importance. I'm of, way too high. Yeah, and yeah, I'm like, yeah. I gotta <laughs> narrow it down. And the therapist is like, Dan, is this like maybe a five or a four yeah, game? She, like, don't start. She shows me like something like Ticket to Ride. I'm like, oh, 10. She's like, let's talk about it. I'm like, go through. I'm like, oh, all right, I, maybe I don't even like it. <laughs> maybe it's a four. She's like, it's like Rorschach cards, except with cover art for games. Yeah, they just show it to me. And what like, do you see when you see this? My it's first it's answer is always Cry ten. Havoc. Oh, ten. Is Cry Havoc's my favorite game. Like, yeah, Rattle Battle, ten. Are you sure? <laughs> like, all right, let's talk. Let's look through the rules. And I'm like, oh no, I hate this game. <laughs> uh, so, but the art in this game is crazy. It's so fun. Uh, yeah. So all the cards are tarot sized cards. They're mm-hmm. bigger cards. And my favorite one, so the impotence is one of the cards. Yeah, it mm-hmm. is. And it's like a skeleton wearing underwear, and he's got the underwear pulled out, and he's just like looking down into <laughs> like his sadly. underwear. Sadly. Yeah, like sadly into his underwear. Well, yeah, and impotence. getting a skeleton to look down sadly is Indeed. an accomplishment in oh, an art. Yeah. For sure. Like, but oh. you, I think it maybe just as a man, I'm like, oh, yeah, I get it, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I get it. Like this podcast, I'm 40. <laughs> yeah, I'm 40. Me and this podcast, 40. I get it, buddy. No big deal. And the other cool thing is, too, like uh, they must have done at least a little bit of research into what medications would cure which conditions because they're all like uh yeah, medically sound medication yeah they're it was, all it was, sound it yeah. was very interesting like they actually have like lithium capsules and there's like clozaril yeah. there's uh what's the other one uh sildenafil for your impotence yeah. aka viagra yeah you know mm-hmm. dave it yeah. was not a blue pill, and that's what confused me. <laughs> it's the generic. Yeah, it was Don't generic. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. didn't want to pitch a brand. You, yeah, you gotta. Yeah, you gotta. <laughs> well, you do, the yeah. last thing you want to do is get a cease and desist from Pfizer. <laughs> <laughs> or some dude just knocking down your door. Yeah, right. Or did they not want to give Pfizer free advertising it's, in their in their game? A little bit I'm sure that. they got plenty of money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if there's one thing I know about large pharmaceutical companies yeah. in the U.S., in the US it's they're yeah. broke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're really true. struggling by. <laughs> really true <laughs> yeah but i mean this game's really interesting it's a lot of if you don't like a, a take that kind of game this might not be for you because like you will that's the be whole get, mechanic <laughs> yeah you'll be getting yeah. things really accomplished and then everybody will see it and then they'll go out of their way to make sure you mm-hmm. are no longer yeah and it's also very much one of those games uh a little bit like munchkins where the end game is really just everyone runs out of ways to stop you yeah and then you get the right card and win yeah which yeah, I, sure. i'm not really using it as a knock like i had a lot of fun playing this game well, it doesn't it doesn't last as long as Munchkin, mercifully. No, it does not. <laughs> so it was the a- fun of this game though, I had more fun laughing with you guys sure. and making fun of whatever ailments each of us got, like to each other. Mm. Mm-hmm. Than I think I had playing right. just the base game itself. Not that any of it is inherently funny. No, no, no. no. yeah. And, but I, and we should definitely. It's, it's, it's going to say it's darkly funny. Yeah, yeah. and we because should, of the art. We should definitely tone. say like we are making light of some of these situations, but it is not something to be made light of. And if you suffer mm-hmm. from any of this, absolutely seek out help yeah, because listen, like yeah, uh, don't listen. suffer in silence from yeah. from the guy who has a seasonal depression. Yeah, lamp. Like, this guy's buying yes. lamps for it. <laughs> like <laughs> I get it. Two <laughs> lamps, multiple lamps. I've got multiple seasonal depression lamps. It's fine. Yeah, it's not your fault. It is your responsibility. You should get though. one Just for your car. Some, uh, oh, like a little ashtray thing? 
Like do you have in. an ashtray in your car? I do. Oh, I have, really? I, have a, I don't. I have a 2013. I think I got like the last year that they put. Oh like, yeah. I have a USB port that I could plug yeah. it into. Yeah. yeah. I no. I want like an ashtray plug-in. Like one. I if I got that, I would have no way to use it. Yeah. <laughs> like, Just trying to like plug it in everywhere. I'd have to like clip the end off and then like catch my car on fire because of my shoddy electrical setup. Talk but. about it. It's important to be honest with what's going on. For sure. Absolutely. I work in mental health, and every day I talk to people who have, are going through like. Some of the worst moments of their life. Absolutely. And marks out their shilling lamps to them. Yeah. I'm like, have you considered a very bright lamp? <laughs> Come sit under this lamp. Though. Tell me you don't feel better. Listen, here's what I would prescribe. 30 minutes under the lamp, three tablets of vitamin D. I feel like a champ. Is this what's going on in Mark's life, yeah, everyday life? Possibly. I feel like this is just like a note that Mark has on his mirror in the morning. <laughs> Just get for, through the first half, yeah, yeah, brother. Yeah. No, it's a little post-it note. I put it on my mirror, and it says, smile, sunshine. I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. You is kind. You is special. Uh, so, Mark, tell me about... Go ahead. Try I'm, to no, drink. no, I'm ready. Try to drink I'm ready. Again. No, let's do it. Tell me about Side Effects. Side Effects, published in 2017 by Pillbox oh, Games. It's older than I thought. Yeah, a oh, couple yeah. years. Uh, this is their first game. Uh, they have a new game Pillbox Games by the way Pillbox Game (laughs) that's that's very on the nose (laughs) yeah Yeah. Uh, they have a brand new game that just finished up their Kickstarter campaign called Mud it's about political (laughs) dirty tricks oh yeah slinging mud they launched it on election day oh smart yeah Yeah, very smart did it fund it did fund oh nice I just checked it out yeah Uh, is it sort of like um, campaign trail except for dum-dums like us oh my god I can't (laughs) so it it looks kind of like It looks kind of like a card game, kind of like this one. I didn't watch the video because I'm not that kind of researcher. Mm. Yeah, you're mm. like half a researcher. Yeah, I, I will like, I'll suss it out and be like, okay, I get it. Yeah, comparative to real researchers, not that great. Compared yeah. to Dan and I, you did research. I, I looked so it up. It's 100% better. Yeah, I looked uh, it up. No, that's not accurate because 100% better for me would still be zero research. (laughs) (laughs) He did 1 million. You could say whatever number. Yeah, it's still accurate. You did more than me. Just better. Any amount. (laughs) Uh, It was designed by Jin Igartoa. Igartua. I think it's just... He goes by Igor. Let's go go Igartua. Jade Shames. What kind of name is that? Cat Fake. Totally awesome one. Idiot. Better than Dave. <laughs> yeah, well, coming from Dave, Dan, and Mark. Yeah, like. I was going to say, it's all very milk toast over here. Uh, so, Jin, uh, Igartua, Jade Shames, Cat Thick, those are your designers. Uh, is it just a thing? Like, is it a rule cool that if you're going to design board games, you have to have a cool name? So, I was, it dis- helps. I was discussing social security numbers with my daughter because she didn't know what that was. Uh-huh. So, I was showing her mine. And um, she saw my middle name's Jacob. Uh-huh. She goes, "Your middle name's Jacob." <laughs> and I was like, "I was like, no, it's called it's Jacob." And she's like, well, "Why is it spelled like that?" I was like, "Well, that's how you spell Jacob." She's like, "I don't think so." <laughs> so, so she now she like can't get it straight. She keeps calling it Jacob. Jacob. So if we ever did anything famous, I would go by Jacob. That's pretty funny. <laughs> I like yeah. that. Spelled just like Jacob. Daniel Jacob Man. Jacob Jacob like, oh. Man. Uh, side note: Did you know that uh, of the last hundred years? Michael has been the number one name in the U.S. for 60 of the last 100 years. Man. Mm-hmm. The number one like name given to babies that yeah. year. 60 now it, years now of the it's last like, now, now it's like Aiden or some nonsense. Sure, maybe. But yeah. what up, all Aiden's? All the, we're coming for you. <laughs> yeah, all well, the hipsters. I was trying to think of just how many Michaels I know, and I ran I know, out. I know a ton of them. Yeah. yeah. It makes sense. Stupid. I don't. I mean, I only know like 
one Michael? Michael Jordan. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's true. I didn't even consider a famous Michaels. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're nothing to you. Yeah. yeah Michael no. Sarah, who's much better at sports than Michael Jordan. I think we can all agree. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Naturally gifted. Art was done by Ben Bronstein. <laughs> oh, ben Bronstein. Ben they Bronstein. They continue with fun names. I know. Uh, this is all of their first game. They're oh, all man. part of the same like collective of people who made side effects. Good so, for yeah. them. Yeah. Now Good they job, guys. Mud. Be on the lookout for mud. It's about dirty politics mudslinging. Side effects. You were the seasonal depression lamp to my life a few weeks ago. Because <laughs> <laughs> I had a ton of fun with you. It was fun. Yeah. Uh, let's rate side effects. On our rating scale, where you do 1 to 10, not using the number 7, because it's a cop-out. Mark, <laughs> Ooh. side effects. Do I not normally start with you? Oh, no. You, I mean, you always rotate. No, I don't. The first game, I go you, Dave, then me. Whoa. And then I go Dave, me. Then, you and think then I, I would realize that? Because I'm always writing down these scores. In case anybody wants to check our work, like right ahead, I'll send you the I'll send you the, this uh, is, the doc file. This is behind the curtain. Yeah, <laughs> what like, a fun thing you could have. If you want to, if you want to look at one all 163 games, like I'll tell you, I'll what send an, it to you. What an interesting document for you to get. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, Mark. Side effects: one to ten. Not using the number seven. How many impotence pills would you give? <laughs> I was gonna say how many seasonal depression lamps. <laughs> oh, that's better. Okay. How many seasonal depression lamps would you give? Is this side a, in addition to the two that? I own yeah. no no you don't include those in your score you okay it doesn't go up to 12 <laughs> okay good point uh, i'm gonna give this game uh five seasonal depression lamps out of 10 yeah uh, perfectly average game it was fun playing with you guys i don't know that you need to play it more than three to four times mm-hmm. there's just not like a ton of content but the art's a lot of fun if you like kind of goofy darkly comic yeah like gothic art like you'd get a kick out of this game yeah, so yeah. for sure give me five uh, Dave Hubbard, side effects, one out of ten, not using the number seven. How many seasonal depression lamps would you give this game? I'm on board with Mark. This is an absolutely average game. I will solid five seasonal depression lamps. It just comes down to me to replayability because we played this game three or four times in a row, and I feel like I've now played this game yeah. as much as it's I not, will play it. It's not it. very deep. No. And it was fun. It was absolutely fun. And if we introduce new people to it, like that would be a lot of fun, mm-hmm. but... There's just not enough variety to keep me wanting to come back. I think it plays like up to eight players or something. Which is like probably that. pretty nice. That would be crazy. It would be a lot of fun. With um, I think we played it with what, five? Yeah. Yeah, five. Yeah. Uh, Dan, uh, side effects, one out of ten not using number seven. How many seasonal depression lamps would you give this? I will also give this a five. I enjoyed this game. The game itself is kind of average, but still very fun the game it's not very deep it's not something you're going to bust out all the time it's not like especially our group we play like the crew a lot we mm-hmm. play the mind a lot because there's a lot there but this game um it's not super deep awesome box though the yeah. box oh, that yeah. comes in it's got like this skull on the front but it's kind of like uh holographic and rainbowy mm-hmm. and it's real cool it really looking. stands out yeah we had talked about what was that game paris the seat de lumiere yeah oh yeah where the, i city of said lights. the game oh. of lights what's that city of lights sure Sure. Where I'd said this this is like a really great game that you could like put in a picture frame. Yeah. And like hang for like art. Yeah. Same thing with this game. Yeah. With the bo- yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. All the stuff yeah. too. You could, sure. you could put any of those pieces in like a framed like shadow box type deal and it would be like a ton Yeah, of all fun. the skeleton art would look yeah. real yeah, cool. Awesome. So the rest of it's just pills with some words under it. I wouldn't shadow box those. No, no, no. Those aren't I mean, unless you're like a big fan of lithium and I get it. <laughs> We've all been there. I get it. <laughs> uh so that is uh side effects from pillbox games. Uh, the next game we're gonna talk about is 
floor plan. Mark, Ooh, Mark, this floor is plan. your game. I know. Are you guys ready? I hardly ever get to explain We played games. it. Solid roll and write. It was a solid roll and write. Mm-hmm. So floor plan is a roll and write game in which you assume the role of architects. <laughs> which is not a thing anyone should trust me with. No. <laughs> you don't want me building your house. <laughs> Especially after I saw the house I built. <laughs> Same here. How many closets would you like? That's All my favorite. <laughs> I, like, I like to think that like <laughs> there is like an architect who would like do a roll and write of this, of, of this thing. And then, like, design a house around what he had designed. Yeah. Well, like, I made that, that joke. Terrible. Just have, like, a CAD, like, a CAD illustration of the house. <laughs> I, was, why, is there, why is there one bedroom and no kitchen and, like, 14 closets? I, I don't. I said, we, I as a seven. joke, like, if we won the lottery, I'm going to build someone's house from this game one day. <laughs> and I'm just going to make them live there for at least a week. Just yeah. as a joke. <laughs> like, none of the doors open to the outside. Oh, it's all a nightmare. There's windows, though. So uh, It works like this. You basically, you start with a living room. And then you will take turns rolling two dice. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're both. Both D6s, so they're both pretty simple. Uh, and then you <laughs> can job, either... One to six if you're not familiar. Yeah, right? yeah one to six. <laughs> six sides, if you will. Six, six sides. Uh, they're numbered one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> Hold on. And six. Yeah, what shape is that? That's a square, like a cube. It's, it's not, a, not square. a square. It's like a it's collection like a, of squares. Two-dimensional yeah. shape. It's like six squares put together. Yeah, it's like what six you do squares you... put together in a roughly cube-like shape. I don't understand why that's so hard, Dan. Am I? My mistake. <laughs> I mean, I've really just tried to break it down for a, yeah, yeah, a little too broken there, there, buddy. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, everybody. Uh, so you roll the dice, and you either have two options. You can either, A, make a room the size of the dice. So, like, if you roll a three and a four, a three-by-four room, and then there are two styles of rooms. Like, well, there's, like, a room assigned to each side of the die, mm-hmm. right? So you've got closets on one. You've got, like, kitchens on six. Whatever it is, I don't. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Living if, room, bedroom, living room, bedroom. You're doing it. This is all on a grid, like yeah. you have a graph paper. So you can roll the dice. You can draw a room that size, and then assign it either a kitchen or a dining room or whatever you just need it for it to be. Or you can add a number of features equal to the like the other pips. Mm-hmm. You have like windows, trees, stones. Like what else? There's like uh, doors. Deck. Yeah, d- deck. doors, decks, furniture, Tree. furniture. Exactly. So. Trees. Just <laughs> trees take just up trees. so much space. Huge. Trees, trees well, are huge. I get not, it. These aren't like little trees. No. no. These are, like I have in a great redwoods. Oak. <laughs> <laughs> like redwoods. I've got a mighty oak. Oh, in I'm my an yard. elf. I live in a tree. <laughs> <laughs> so the the game progresses. Like each time you roll the dice, uh, you all have to kind of pick and choose what rooms or what features you're adding. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's like scoring objectives that are client requests for their floor plan. Like we're actually making this house for random clients and then somehow they would want to purchase the house yeah like mm-hmm. they're like oh i really want like this fountain and yeah. you're like okay but like how many closets <laughs> is I, it six i, I see you, you. This fountain i'm gonna put three of them in a row because it's worth a lot of points <laughs> yeah i he- listen i totally get where you're coming at with the fountain but i also have 17 closets in one <laughs> yeah. room because i just needed a dump number yeah. well <laughs> like, i made you three fountains no front door yeah <laughs> so each each person is going to be asking for different things there's like three different categories of scoring one is like like an architecture thing where like some guy's going to ask you to build like a certain feature of the house. There's a design thing where it's like usually extra amenities. And then there's like another um, style, like sort of uh, point scoring system. Mm-hmm. Like somebody will ask you to put a lot of different styles of furniture in each room. Yeah. Different groupings of furniture. Yeah. Yeah. And each client has two requests, a slightly easier one and a slightly harder one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then and there's usually like a bonus option for each one too. Like the, the, the one, like you got uh, points for having rocks near doors. Yeah. One like decorative rocks. Mm-hmm. And that is uh, actually the majority of my points. My house was <laughs> surrounded by doors. My kitchen had 
had no furniture. My living room, no furniture, uh-huh. but doors around the entire <laughs> thing. Yeah. I had a closet with doors leading to the outside, but not to the inside of the house because I couldn't put rocks in there. <laughs> yeah. No, you go to the outside. You want to get in that closet, you go around. Yeah, my go house would be house. very confusing yeah. to live in. How do you get the closet? Will you go out any of those doors? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like right around the corner. 30 doors leading outside. Yeah, Just go out one of them. Weird. Well, yeah, I had to put all these rocks by the doors. And it's not even like they were glass doors. Like in my head, they're regular non-see-through doors. They're just a row Very of opaque them. doors. Yeah. It's not like it's even pretty. Yeah. Very funny. Um, and so the other thing is, too, that I thought was really interesting about the game is they ask you to build all these things. Uh, and they're all very thematic. Like, so some people want sheds. Mm-hmm. Like, so you'll build, like, a shed is basically a closet surrounded by... Deck. Uh, deck and that signifies a shed on your floor plan mm-hmm. right or you'll have like a wraparound porch that has to be adjacent to three separate rooms mm-hmm. and a tree next to it or something exactly. yeah there's, you, there's some people who want swimming pools like where you have to put rocks all around a pool right like, style thing they're all very like architecture related which the flavor of the game is like really mm-hmm. cool oh yeah mm-hmm. um the iconography is a little hard to get down though yeah my so my experience with this game is reading what people want and then not understanding for half the game Mm -hmm. and then realizing what i've done (laughs) and then like try to remedy it for the second half of the game once i realize what symbol meant what which is pretty standard for us it's pretty standard for everything i I got real flashbacks about cartographers yeah Yeah. this isn't a knock on this game it's just how i live my life (laughs) that's the thing is like as these games have become more sophisticated like of course the iconography is going to become more sure elaborate yeah but i i don't know about you guys i had a really good time playing this game i yeah. like this game yeah a lot. I yeah like this i game really a lot. enjoyed despite it. what my score was i really like this yeah. game it's fun honestly staring at everyone's ridiculous that's the best thing in this game ton of fun because mm-hmm. everybody's using these same roles right oh yeah like when it's yeah. your turn you roll and that is like signifies your turn but everybody at the table uses your role nobody's house is going to be similar despite all the roles being the Mm -hmm. same. And that's one of my favorite things and always has been about the roll and write genre is this is just some of the most fair games out there. Like no roll of the dice is just affecting you. Every Mm -hmm. time it's rolled, it affects everyone the exact same way. Yeah, for sure. And then the other really nice thing about this game is you have like this bonus like section on the bottom of your board and you always start with one wild. You can just select this little circle this is going to make any one of your dice what you want it to be. Mm-hmm. And then you have this whole other section of dice that you un- like of options that you unlock by completing scoring objectives. Whenever you meet one of these requirements, you can then unlock one additional bonus section on your board. Right. Which, which I thought neat. was like super cool. Yeah. yeah it's, it leads to some interesting dice mitigation mm-hmm. and especially late game when you're like, what? I could double the amount of porches I'm putting yeah. out. Yeah. Like, it was a lot of that for me. Like, oh, I need more rocks? Well, I'll do 12. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm trying to build, like, three separate pools on my property because yeah. I need them. Yeah. See, like, <laughs> like you were saying, like, you scored a lot of points by putting, like, one rock outside of a door. Mm-hmm. That well, was the majority of Well, when points. I read it, I thought it just meant one. So I did one oh, and then went about uh, my day. Yeah. And yeah. then I look at Dave's and he has, like, 40 of these things surrounding <laughs> his house. I think I had I 17 like, uh, points from doors in front of yeah. rocks. Doors with rocks. Which tells you how many doors my house. At one point, I built a kitchen, mm-hmm. and my kitchen was nothing but a one by like whatever grid. Like mm-hmm. it was a long hallway of a kitchen. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you would have put any like fridge no, or you don't. counter or anything because the entire thing was surrounded by doors. It's like it's a kitchen <laughs> in name only. Yeah, this is my door dump. This is where I put my doors. <laughs> it's so great. The other thing I thought which was really cool about the game, and it's not a thing like 
you would even think about until you are probably trying to design a game like this. It's actually a super inclusive game. Like you have all these different designers. Um, it's not just like all white, all black people. Oh yeah, no, it's it was like, like oh, very yeah. multiracial. Yeah, um, oh, when it comes to the clients, yeah, yeah, yeah the clients their... even like includes pronouns. Like the clients preferred. Yeah, pronouns. that was that was actually pretty interesting. Um, like, like they had a couple that were like preferred to be called they them. Yeah. And then the other thing is, too, I was looking through some of the other objectives, and it's not just, like, building a house. It's, like, building a functional house. So, like, there's a person who needs wheelchair access through the house. Oh, that's and interesting. so you get extra points for doing double doors that are wider to allow oh, a wheelchair wow. to get through. Boy, did I have doors. I was going to say, that guy would have been right at home yep. with Dave's house. Yeah. And, like, you never, ever see, like, any sort of, like, catering to yeah. the idea that there aren't just able-bodied people in the world. Able-bodied white people. Exactly. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Big bonus points for that. I thought that was, like, super cool that they would think to include other uh, different lifestyles. Yeah, and well. once again, it's a thing that I don't notice because it doesn't impact me. When you do notice it, it's extra neat that yeah. that would be in a game. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I try to notice that stuff, but, like, I am, like, a white middle-aged American so like i'm like the least discriminated against in the world Mm -hmm. i i whatever i'm living in my like little dream world which like i try to keep my eyes open to but like when something like this presents itself i think it's really interesting and cool and i wish more games did it i mean there's no reason not to it's just notable when it happens especially like the handicapped access like that's not a thing like i would say most people of any like color or Mm -hmm. orientation would like really consider because that's just you know, how often do you go through your life just taking for granted that you're able-bodied? Yeah, yeah that like, I can walk here. Yeah. I mean, Slash I'm have little, Mark drive me here. I'm a little out of shape, but, like, other than that. Yeah, I'll get there. <laughs> yeah. I'll get there slowly I'll get there. possibly I'll, out of breath. Oh, my gosh, yeah. I'll be out of breath and sweating. But other than that, <laughs> we're gonna <laughs> have to, be there. We're going to have to take five minutes before we start recording because I had to walk upstairs to yeah. get to the studio. <laughs> I, have, I, have a th- <laughs> I have a three-legged dog, and to, like, preserve his leg as long as possible, we carry him upstairs a lot of the time, and it's, like, exhausting. He only weighs, like, 40 pounds. <laughs> just, like... I got the dog. We're in the room. That's the dog. It's terrible. Oh, Kaiser. Uh, we love yeah. Kaiser. I love him. That's why we do it. So floor plan. Floor plan. I like this game a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, like uh, Rollin' Rights. Rollin' Rights are always welcome. Yeah, we're a very pro Rollin' Right podcast. Yeah, yeah, this was a birthday present for my sister. Oh, good job. Yeah, she did a good job. Thanks, Did you have like a wish list or something she picked this off or she just did it? Uh, she was like, hey, like what kind of games are you looking for? I was oh, like, well, yeah. I'm Rollin' Right. I sent her some, I sent her some uh, links. Yeah. And she picked this one because she knew we liked Rollin' Rights. She's a big, huge fan of the show, constantly listening. That's nice of her. Well, now I feel like I have to rate this game higher. And that's- <laughs> she, would want, she would want you to be honest. It's a 10. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so a couple things about Floor Plan. It was published in 2020 by Deepwater Games, uh, who also published that Welcome To. Oh, that's Love what I, I was to. like, that sounds familiar. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Uh, they published Welcome To, which Welcome we talked to, about. Yeah, we talked about how they have the stinkiest paper. <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> talked about paper. their what? smelly paper. <laughs> Wait, was the paper smelly in this game? No, it smelled okay. They must Why have fixed Welcome it. Why is Welcome To 2? I don't to. know what was going on with the adhesive they used or something, because mm. it was rank. Unless dude. somebody tooted in my box and closed it up in <laughs> no, there. No, that's got some luck, because I think we played it again, and I smelled the paper, and it still smelled just Why we do it every time? Huh. I if, don't. I don't. Nobody does. <laughs> That's like a lot of work. That's a really long That's con. That's a long con. Yeah, it's a long con uh, I'm not willing to do. We talked about Welcome To and its stinky paper on episode 12 out of the sprue. Whoa. So take a, a long time to that. Oh, know. we talked about Kill Team in that? Get in that? We did. Man. Man. Yeah, we just been went over Kill Team, too. I love uh, Kill Team. We need to play some Kill Team. I know. I've been. That's neither here nor there. <laughs> <laughs> it was designed by Merrick Tippy. Uh, what is it? Merrick. Merrick. M A R E K. It's true. Like, you have to have a cool name yeah. to design board games. I, yeah. I'm getting upset about my parents' choice in naming me, is I what know. this says. 
I didn't have to say in this. Well, my middle name's Jacob, so. Jacob, that's true. <laughs> According to my wife, it's pretty easy to change your name. What's um, like, a really football player it. named Jacoby? Uh, Jacoby Myers plays for New England. Yeah, maybe Kobe. I'm thinking of that. <laughs> I do that all the time. <laughs> I'm like shooting a free throw. I say Kobe. <laughs> shooting a free throw? When does this happen? I mean, not like, like throwing a piece of paper <laughs> yeah. in a trash can. <laughs> shooting a free, <laughs> free throw? You know, when I'm just balling. <laughs> yeah, when I'm out in the park playing with the dudes. Yeah, man, I'm small and feisty. I'm an excellent point guard. <laughs> A great point guard. Uh, <laughs> uh, Merrick designed uh, Jire, uh, oh. which I'd never heard of. Jire? Yep. G Y R E. No, I don't know. Oh, it's pronounced Gaier. Gaier? Jire? It's a type of cheese. Yeah, uh, Gruyere. Ooh, it's delicious. Gruyere. Uh, I do like Gruyere, though. And the art was done by Dan Doherty. No, stop. <laughs> nope. We yeah. know Is it really? Those. We know a Dan Doherty. Yeah. Yikes. That's, yeah, that's crazy. Pretty crazy. Uh, he's a writer and illustrator of the comic series called Touching Evil. No, I don't know what that is. Yeah. Not a noted pharmacist. Not, all not, around, all, not an all around cool dude. Oh, not an all around. This dude, this dude, any, if you say you are going somewhere, you will come into work the next day <laughs> and you will have a ream of paper of printouts of places to go in that city. Oh, it's so great. It's insane. <laughs> yeah. Dan Doherty is like one of my favorite I was like, people. can't you just like tell me though and I'll look it up on my phone. He's like, no, no, this is better. No, no, it's, it's better. It's really not though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's great. Yeah, I love favorite. Dan Doherty. He's, uh, I, I miss working with that dude a lot. He's my um, so anyway, that's floor plan. Floor plan. Uh, now let's rate floor plan brutally. <laughs> yeah, and just does this scale go below one? Yeah. What's the <laughs> negative scale on this? Mm-hmm. Uh, floor plan one to ten. Uh, not using the number seven. How many rocks outside of doors would you give floor plan, <laughs> Dave Hubbard? I would give this game a solid eight. Eight rocks outside of doors. I gave this <laughs> Which game is when like I played a half it, of what you did. Yeah, I was going to say it was like 17 <laughs> rocks outside of doors when I played the game. Uh, I not only had a lot of fun with the actual roll and write playing the game itself, but then laughing at both mine and everyone <laughs> yeah. else's ridiculous houses slash yards yep. was a lot of fun. This game is good. This game is good. Well designed. Eight for Dave. Uh, floor plan. One out of ten not using seven. How many rocks outside of doors? Dan, would you give this game? I am going to go eight as well. Uh, again, rolling right. I, I have yet to meet one I don't like. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've met some that I don't like as much as this one. Yeah, but uh, it's still great. It's no um, on tour, but like it's <laughs> not everything is. That's the not, problem. Not everything is. Not but everything's going to be on tour be for you. Yep. I guess the eight's going to have to do. <laughs> uh, Mark, floor plan. One out of ten. Not using seven. How many rocks outside of doors? Now keep in mind, this is a gift from your sister. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. So it goes to eleven. It goes to 11. (laughs) In the interest of adhering to the scale that we have ordained, because Mm. I myself am a man of integrity, because as we've established, you can see me. Is it seven? Is it it going to try to go to seven? seven. Uh, I will give this game an eight as well. But however, as far as like very cool birthday presents, like it's like an 11. What were some of your other games that you sent her? I don't even were they remember. they all like nines? Yeah, they were all like nines. And then she picked the one eight. She picked the eight. <laughs> yeah. That's right. She's, she's, I love her. She's not yeah. like a super huge board gamer, but we're getting there. We're getting, working on it. We're working on it. On. She also gave me a, a copy of Mousetrap, oh, which is awesome. Yeah. That's awesome because we talked about it yeah. in a talking. It's yeah. not awesome because yeah. the game is I'm, awesome. Yeah, I'm not saying <laughs> yeah. that's a good game. Did and you, you play it? it? Did you bust it out? Oh, I built the contraption for Did sure. Did it work? Oh, yeah. I sent yeah. you guys a video. Oh, oh, that's right. You did. It was very grainy. Oh, I'm sorry. It was like uh, he shot on a potato. <laughs> it was a text, a text video. <laughs> it was a text adventure. <laughs> it was not the highest HD. He made well, it on his. I'll Apple bring it too. over next time, and we can uh, we can put it together, and we'll give it a little run through. It's impossible to get those pieces back in the box. Excellent. Oh, well, if I've ever played a game, yeah, it, I know. Take, taking them out is like totally fine. Did you put each one in a Ziploc bag? 
No. <laughs> you should try doing that. There is no insert, which is very funny. It's just a box that you slide into a, a cardboard cover. And then uh, none of it fits properly. Like some, the box is like bulging out of the sides. It's a lot like a fireball Island. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Like that, where once you, once you, in. once you have the person professionally put it together yeah. and then you disturb that, it's never closing again. For your next birthday, you should ask for the broken token for mousetrap. Oh yeah. That's really super smart. <laughs> I think that's a great idea. It'd be like sixty dollars. <laughs> very funny. The next game we played. Listen, all I wrote down was Eclipse, but it it's got it's called more... Eclipse Second Dawn. Okay, there we is go. Is it Second Dawn? Yeah, is it because... Dawn of the Second Galaxy. Oof. Hold on. Does it have a colon? Because Mark and I, Mark it, had a it whole. It does, in fact, have a colon. Here we go. And as as we were discussing, (laughs) Dave, were you around for that? I think you might have gotten water. I was complaining about how there can't be a board game that's released these days that doesn't also have colon in it, Mm, which is why I always point it out when I see it. Which is why, like Mousetrap, it's not like Mousetrap colon. colon. Yeah, colon return of the trap. Yeah, colon bad return of the trap. (laughs) It's a bad day to be Uh, a tiny mammal. Mousetrap colon trap queen. Oh man, (laughs) I can't wait to see the um, the Nicki Minaj rebrand where it's Mousetrap colon bees in the trap. Oh man, count Uh, me in. Yeah, that that joke was sweaty. No, that's the Twilight Saga Eclipse board game. Come on, (laughs) that is not the game. That's not what I even want. Come on, internet, just pipe in Eclipse Second Edition. What if I lulled you guys? Over thinking it was going to be Eclipse Second on oh, a space and game, you pulled that and out. I pulled out Twilight Eclipse, <sighs> oh, the, man, that the would sparkly be a... vampire game. Uh, d- it's Eclipse would... Second Dawn for the Galaxy. Okay. Where's the colon after Eclipse? Eclipse colon Second Dawn for the Eclipse Galaxy. colon Second colon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I kickstarted this game. I have played the original, and I really, really enjoyed it a lot. And so I was excited when I saw this come out because I didn't own it. So I went ahead and grabbed it. Man, totally worth it. It came with, because it's Kickstarter, it came with a bunch of other stuff that I managed to jam into the box. (laughs) That means the box doesn't fully shut. Yeah, watching you put it away, I was just like... I will say... I was like, cool insert. So the insert in this game is fantastic. It reminds me very much of the insert from... What's the post-apocalyptic trucking game? From Pandasaurus um, Games. Wasteland Express. Yes. Nice. It it reminds me of Wasteland Express in that it has these wonderful inserts. Uh, It even has a sheet that tells you how to put the inserts back into the box. Yeah, the insert came with an instruction manual on how (laughs) to put it together. Which is fantastic. less pieces for your game well and this game is fascinating because when i make it a video game (laughs) make it a video game just make your board game a video game (laughs) i don't care for that you have too many pieces it's now a video game the problem is okay no go ahead i'm sorry i i have uh, i think i know why the insert is a struggle and it's because you have all of those human ships that are never going to be used. That's yeah, true. I'm going to choose to always be an alien race. I don't really see I'm myself already a being human. I, I think you can to. use those plastic pieces as uh, fuel for fires. <laughs> That's not how it's, plastic works. It's bad for the environment. It's not a good idea at all. It's bad, it's bad it? for the Is ozone. Plast- burning plastic? Yeah, You shouldn't fine. do that. Yeah, nobody should Or you do should that. do it more. I'm confused. Look, I've, yeah. it's one of those. <laughs> I've walked around in Dhaka City and then my lungs hurt for weeks. It's fine. They just burn trash in the streets and let me tell you, it's burning plastic nonstop. Well, it's how not else are you going to keep warm? Uh-huh. It's very hot there. <laughs> how else are you going to keep cool? <laughs> what else are you going to do with all those human ships you're never going to use any clips? So anyway, <laughs> they all backed clips <laughs> trying to get rid of those ships. <laughs> so this game is a giant epic space game and shockingly plays pretty quickly when I say that with a grain of salt. 
four epic it, space games it plays quickly. It plays right. quickly for as many pieces there as there yeah. are. So this I was game. shocked by I was expecting this to be like a three hour thing. Yeah, it was quicker than that. And it was, it was, really, it was like what, two It was two about and some change? Well, it was two and, and it change was and it was a learning game. Yeah. yeah. So, Which is always fantastic if you can get through that. Super surprising that it oh, yeah. went so quick. It probably was about the same amount of time for Candy and I's first game, and that was just two player. And then our four player game took about the same. And that's because we're smarter than you guys. Well, it's because I also had to learn the rules, so I just stop and look stuff up constantly. Yeah, I think yeah. it's because here I had a much better, <laughs> much we're, better we're smart cookies. Yeah, we're Dave. Mark and I were really yeah, figured we're it sharp out. as a tack. I don't disagree. <laughs> yeah, oh, look at me. Sharp I mean, I want tack in the drawer. I'll point out I lost that game terribly. <laughs> oh yeah. I, oh yeah. I'm there was no. Again. There was no standing up to the uh, golden armada. No, <laughs> that I, Dan had created. It was a real. Me. It was a real tight game between Mark Candy and I. Yeah. And there was Dan just way in the Just lead. ruling the universe with an <laughs> iron yeah. fist. Yeah. So this game is a lot of fun. Uh, it has a ton of elements where it builds as you go. So each of you starts by picking a race. And obviously we random draw that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Once you random draw your race, as you should, then you'll go ahead and get this nice little tray that contains everything you need to play that race. Mm-hmm. So the best part of this container or this tray is the top of it where all of your stats are kept in such a beautiful and perfect way. With about 5 million cubes. It has 5 million cubes, but, but they make it so yeah. easy. You're not counting cubes on the board. It's like cut out too, so mm-hmm. they, you're, they're not flying all over the place. Yep, mm-hmm. Everything is sunk in. You've got little counters that you can move up and down, and then you've got all these cubes for your three different resources. And every time you take a cube and put it out on the board, symbolizing that you will then spawn that resources at the, at the end of the round, all you have to do is look at your board and you see the number of that resource that is there on your <laughs> or, <track>. or <laughs> counterpoint. Or if you're or, Mark. <laughs> listen, here's what I'm saying. And you want to just trust but verify. Yeah, yeah. You it count the no cubes sense. on the board. It made no sense at all. I mean, yeah, we caught him like multiple times <laughs> counting on the board. Well, just like, no, man. Doing? Just like, look at your board. They made it easy, Mark. No, I'm dumb, Numbers. dude. You always yeah. count cubes. Well, you always <laughs> trust do, but verify. You Dave. always do the recount, Dave. I yeah, don't know if you've been watching do the recount. politics. <laughs> Even even if it's not going to change anything, you do this. <laughs> you just do it. You just do it. Just what you do is you purposely waste time. Yeah, if you can, you should. <laughs> That's what Mark was doing. That's, I'm just saying. Oh. I call it the Wisconsin strategy. <laughs> it was pretty funny to look over and see Mark counting cubes on the board because it's so streamlined. You, you just it's so well designed. I'm just so used to playing those like epic style of space games where you're required to keep track of mm-hmm. so much stuff. Yeah, yeah. There was so little bookkeeping in this game. Shockingly enough, yeah. uh, when it comes to buying ships or where you're putting stuff or even keeping up with your resources, like they did such a good job of streamlining all of that. And when I compare it to almost any other large scale space game you're playing, the bookkeeping was so well designed. Yeah. It even came with a, a special uh, sheets where you can score it at the end, which, which should totally have been dry waste, off, by the way. Agreed. Yeah. But. I There's nothing I like less, less, Mark. There's less. nothing I like fewer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Then, then when a game comes with this big thick pad, which you're never going to get through anyway, no. but it comes with this big thick pad when it could have been just dry erase. Like mm-hmm. you don't need to make this paper and it probably stinks. That must've been like the one. <laughs> I actually, 
Weirdly enough, I did sniff well, it. We always well, smell it well, now. Now we not we got yeah. burned by Welcome Two. We have well, to smell the weird to, smelling games. I'm so curious if other people's Welcome Two smells. Yeah, right in. Yeah, if you have <laughs> if, if you, you have, have a welcome smelly to, Welcome Two, right in. Welcome Two, bust it out, give it a sniff. <laughs> yeah, and I want to know. And if it just smells worse than you thought it would. Yeah, like if it doesn't smell just like paper. Uh huh. If it smells like anything else, you let me know. <laughs> and to be clear, three of the three of us in this room smelled the Welcome Two. Yeah, it smelled weird. It smelled weird. It smelled bad. And so I would weird. love to call both of you liars. I have no problem. Listen, there's that. nothing more than I like if you you two are stupid. But, yeah. <laughs> but in this case, I gotta agree. Yeah. yeah, like three out of three people in the room agree it smelled bad. Yeah. So just write in, tell us. Yeah, let me know. I'm curious. I want to know. <laughs> I'll tweet them. Don't think I won't. Yo, Deepwater Games, what up with your game smelling weird? Why is Welcome to Stink? Why is it so off-putting? Get, let me let me just stop you right there. The game is fun, but the game stinks. It literally <laughs> smells bad. I don't know why. Yeah, I'm going to so, get a tweet back that's like, well, we're really sorry you didn't enjoy the game. And he's like, no, I did. I love the, the game. game. It just fantastic, smells but strange. It stinks. Like, just yeah. have a never-ending conversation about that. I packed it away with a little uh, car freshener, like a I little poured, tree. I poured a whole thing of potpourri in it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just hit it with that Febreze every time I open the box. <laughs> now it's all ruined. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dave. Continue with the conversation. Yeah. This game does one of the things I always love in space games where you explore the board as you play the game. Yeah. yeah. It's so much more fun than having a pre-gen board, a pre-printed board. I would always rather explore the game. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. It came with a couple of expansions that I didn't put into it, obviously, but I accidentally shuffled yeah. in, so yep. I had to constantly you chuck those. Ruined our whole game. Um, and that's really why everything doesn't perfectly fit in the boxes, all the expansions, but the game itself plays wonderfully. It seems, from reading the rulebook, like it is going to be very complicated. Yeah. And then you start playing and you very quickly realize it's not bad at well, all. Well, also when you have all that stuff down in front of you, it also seems like it's going to be yeah. very complicated. Like, uh, what is all this trash? It's, it's the same issue that like games like Star Trek Ascendancy have. Yeah. Where there's just so much yeah. initially that you're like, oh my God. Yeah, it's overwhelming. I'm never going to learn the last, this game. I'm not looking forward to like the next three and a half hours of me playing things wrong. Well, right. And I got to say, one of the funniest things happened because this game does such a good job of giving you reference cards. So you've got a couple reference tiles mm-hmm. in front of you and then you have a reference trifold yeah. that every player has <laughs> that lists everything that you could possibly have questions this about. This is my yes. favorite moment so of the my, whole day. My favorite thing. So I'm setting this game up and mark had gotten there earlier in the day dan showed up and i mostly had the game set up and so mark sits down the table and he picks up this trifold he opens it up he looks at it and then just goes nope and throws <laughs> he it like he table. like just like starts shaking his head <laughs> i didn't and, say anything to anybody yeah. i just shook he my sh- head he shakes and his I frowned. head and he like puts it as far away from himself as possible <laughs> Like nope, I'm too not, much. I'm like, not doing that. I was, because it is all just like little squares of so iconography, yeah, absolutely, and it's text. A, it's a diner menu of things yes, <laughs> that you have to read in order. To, but like, so my my initial but take you is like, don't have to read. I'm it. gonna hate this because there's so much crap that I'm already like responsible <laughs> for. So obvious in your face when you saw it. I was like, this is this. I already love this game. Yeah, look so what it's doing to Mark. <laughs> and then it turns out I was wrong because yeah, like again. Fun. Uh, the only time you have to uh, like consult that is when you're really concerned about uh, technology. Yeah, that you're if, interested yeah. In if you get a technology or you're interested in buying a technology, it's actually really easy to look through yeah. this book and find the stuff. Like if you knowing nothing about the game, you get this and you're like, what? Every player gets one of these? Like, no, I'm not playing this game. Yeah, like, and I, I don't want to. If you own this game and you're about to teach it to people, I have some advice. And it's don't hand out the trifold <laughs> until you've taught them the rules. Yeah, don't, don't tell anybody it exists. Like, yeah. And then when they go, well, how am I supposed to know yeah. what this is? 
is then pull it out like bam yeah, yeah. You don't present it like until the question has been yeah, asked. That's for just sure. like handing a person like, "Oh, how do I play this game?" You just give them the rules. <laughs> Here you go, <laughs> yeah. you like, dummy. <laughs> like, ah, no. I couldn't believe it. You handed me that that trifold, and I was like, I, I <laughs> could not get over the face, fact I'm that so you handed me a takeout menu. <laughs> Of things I was responsible for. It was a takeout menu of tiny squares. <laughs> it was such so a, much iconography. It, I'm so happy I saw it. Like it really made my day. Because like his disgust, like often other people's like disgust and being upset fuels my life. So like <laughs> just seeing that, I was like, oh, okay, like good. And I wasn't like I said, I wasn't attempting. I guess it was just like an honest reaction so to <laughs> to the takeout menu. It was so funny. Just like no, <laughs> I wasn't performming for anybody because oh, so was, everyone was looking down at it, but. Boy, I, I got that takeout well, and, menu, and, and I was so annoyed. And once you get it, once you get it, it is not hard at all. And that takeout menu is so it is useful. very useful. Yeah, just yeah. not before you know how to play the game. <laughs> exactly. It's not useful when it's you trying to make people feel overwhelmed if you mm-hmm. give it to them. Is the thing that I've learned about teaching this game <laughs> <laughs> from Mark's just head nod. I had a lot of fun playing this game. I'm not nearly going to try to explain the rules. No, it's a lot. Uh, the basis of this game is that each person does one action. Then it's the next person's turn. You go round and round until everyone starts passing. Once you passed, other people can keep taking actions as long as they want. But you're pulling these little discs off your board to do each action that you're doing. And the more discs you pull off your board, the more expensive your upkeep phase is going to be. Yeah. And, and so boy eventually- does it. <laughs> and boy does that skyrocket. And the discs, as well as being your actions, also are how you like claim territories on the board. So you have less discs as the game goes on because it is more expensive to upkeep your empire. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it actually makes a lot of sense. It's very thematic. But you're doing these actions, and these actions generally are, are you moving ships? Are you building ships? Are you taking over territories? Are you exploring new space? And that's pretty much it because all of the actions take place. And then once everyone is passed, then all combat happens. Mm-hmm. And combat is fun because you can see it coming because right. obviously you've got people with ships in the same place, in the mm-hmm. same quadrant, in the same little sector disc. And so you know that you're going to be in combat. And so sometimes you're sitting there and you're like, man, should I burn an extra action that Just will to be expensive so like to move more ships in there mm-hmm. or build ships in there if I own it and yeah. someone else moved in there or you know so you're you're really contemplating spending a lot more money sometimes that you might not have because you can overspend and then you have to lose territories until you can afford to upkeep mm-hmm. your empire yeah so it's a lot of stuff like that combat very simple like once you understand the iconography of looking at these dice and Mm. reading what initiative is combat is actually very simple it should be very quick unless you're dan and candy and cannot roll a hit (laughs) to save your life well we had like at the so at the end of the game like i was in like five combats for the last round yeah and Candy and I were doing ours, but our combat was so weak. Like we had our weakest ships, so we're rolling like one dice at a time, and nobody can hit. Mm. We're just rolling back and forth. And I knew I wasn't going to win this fight. And the beginning of a combat, if you have missiles, you fire your missiles. Well, that's what this ship had: missiles. And I missed with every one of them. And I'm like, <laughs> row, row. <laughs> and then she slowly just like whittled me down until she killed me. Well, mm. so funny story that it never came up in our game, and I would imagine it probably wouldn't come up. But there's actually rules for a stalemate because if both of you equipped only missiles on your ships and then both of you shot them all then no one can shoot yeah anything. you're like uh, that's really funny yeah so there's actually special rules for a stalemate um which i think would be funny if it happened but it is very interesting each of the races really does play differently like mm-hmm. i was doing stuff that was totally different than what dan and mark were doing yeah my my race was like 
specifically for combat. Like yeah. everything they wanted me to do. And I was joking around at the beginning of the game, like, no, I'm only going to be diplomatic. Then like after the first round, I was like, oh, I'm not going to win if I do this. Yeah. Like, yeah. I have to build a fleet. I have well, to kill. Yeah. And I it has some neat mechanics kill. because you can actually get victory points from being in a combat you didn't start and losing it. Yeah. Right. You can get victory points. It's very from doing reminiscent that. of um, Heroes of Land, Air, and Sea, mm-hmm. yeah. where combat it, it encourages a level of combat because you're always going to get at least something for absolutely for doing it. Well, and it's interesting because every time you're in a combat, you get to draw out of a bag, and I'm very pro bag. There's two pro bags bag. you get to draw bag. in this game. Uh, one of them, you're drawing out technologies. What technologies are available per game are randomized, and some technologies never came out for us. Yeah. Secondly, every time you're done a combat, you get to draw between one and five of these tokens out of a bag, and they are all victory points. You've only got so many spots on your board to put them, Mm -hmm. and they range from one to four. So the better you do in the combat, the more ships you kill, the more of them you get to draw, and then you only get to keep one of them and put one on your board at a time. Mm -hmm. So you're supposed to... Try your best to get into a combat, draw as many good ones as you can, and hope for a good number. But like, if you draw three fours in your combat, well, you can keep one of those fours. Combat, you get victory points. You can get a little bit of victory points from having a trade agreement. Mm-hmm. You can have alliances. If you break the alliance, which is, did you attack the person you had an alliance with? Mm-hmm. Mark. You, you get a trader <laughs> card, and yep. it's negative two points at the end of the game. But what's funny about it is... There's only one. So if I then had broken my alliance with Dan, I'm now the traitor. Yeah. Because if there's one thing I know about the galaxy, it remembers the recent scandal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What Not have you, all the scandals. What have you done for me lately? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, like stuff like that cracks me up in this game. There is so much to do and see when it comes yeah. to tiles to explore, when it comes to interactions between players. There's a bunch of NPC ships that come out. They're called the Ancients. Uh, there's this giant sphere in the middle of the board. This game is huge. There's so much replayability. It is longer. However, it lasts eight rounds. Yeah. yeah. So it's not like play until blah, blah, blah happens. It is there are eight rounds. And uh, if you, I think if you're experienced players, you could blow through this pretty quick. Yeah. Oh, very much The first, so. I, I would say like the first two to four rounds go extremely quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you're building up like you're, ex- you're There's not researching you all do, your technologies. Yeah. You're trying you're, to get some more resources. gathering strength. Exactly. And then next thing you know... Once you start to having the footprint to move around the board, gameplay slows down a little bit. Mm. Oh, yeah. But it's, again, like compared to other games of this style and size, it's not even the same no. league that it's so other streamlined. games are. And if you flip it over, um, you can play 10 rounds. Like there's rules oh, really? for playing 10 rounds as well. But I thought eight rounds played so well because by the time you've done eight rounds, you're starting to get really powerful. And that actually is when it should end. Like, you shouldn't be able to just keep going and going and going. If I had more rounds, my ships would have been unbeatable. Exactly. Like, they were already, like, super mm-hmm. hard to kill. And if I had more rounds to just pack more stuff on them, mm-hmm. they would have been, like, yeah, we real played, hard to deal with. That, that's the other thing, too. I think next time we play, like, I'd like to get more into the combat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, for the first part of the game, like, we had definitely, like, worked to section ourselves off to kind of insulate. Yeah, but it's more fun to just go fight. Right. So, and so he, go ahead. Go oh, ahead. yeah, I was just going to say, like, the incentive of always getting something mm-hmm. like if you're in a fight should definitely like induce you to being in more fight. So my thing with, with a lot of these games, this is what I struggle with is combat with other players. Not that I don't like it, but there's like nothing I feel worse about. Like if Dave is just doing his own thing and exploring and I've built up a fleet and I just go crush his ships, I feel bad about that. I know it's part <laughs> of the game, but yeah. I feel bad about that because he's playing a certain way. I want to do combat. So I'm playing a certain way, but I always feel a little bad about that. So what I really loved is the ancients. Mm-hmm. So, so I all did, these NPCs. I ships. had 
NPC NPC ships to fight, so I didn't have to worry about like. Listen, if somebody would have been like getting crazy with their score, I would have went and invaded but them. You but you were yeah. the one getting. But crazy I was the one getting. So it's exactly. fine. But no, it, it's like it's. I have the same problem with like Heroes of Air Land and Sea or Land Air and Sea. Um, is that sometimes I, I just like building up my thing and I feel like other people do too. So I don't want to force combat on them, mm-hmm. especially if they're like, it's clear they're trying to do something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I feel bad. And maybe it's not the best strategy for winning games. Worked out for you. Where, uh, yeah. But like <laughs> if there was no ancients, who knows? Cause yeah. I wouldn't have been as, as aggressive, I think. Well, and mm-hmm. one of the other things I really liked is like you really built up your fleet. You focused on powerful ships and all that. I got a ton of technology mm-hmm. and actually most of my points came from technology. Mm-hmm. I wasn't good at the game. Yeah. <laughs> but like there are multiple paths to victory. Like going out and fighting is not necessarily the best path to victory because yeah. you can actually get more overall points from a ton of technology than yeah. you can get from just fighting. I, I had a really good couple draws on the where I was looking like in the solar system where mm-hmm. I was looking and then uh, my fleet starts out with stronger ships so I just built upon that and then if Ancient showed up on some of the stuff that I flipped I just killed them and took like, <laughs> it was fine. I, it never bothered me. So like some of the other players like if you guys flip something and there's Ancients there you had to kind of avoid them because you weren't strong enough to fight them. Yeah so, I threw a bunch of fighters at yeah. an Ancient at one point and I watched them all just explode in front yeah, of the I ancient just... ships. No damage to the ancient mm-hmm. ships. They were fine. They were they're ancient. <laughs> they've been, yep. they've been, been around, around for forever. They, yeah. they're, and after, they're, they're wily. <laughs> well after my onslaught they continued to be around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were fine. The it's other fine. thing I really thought was great about the game is that each distinct race looked distinct on the board. Oh the ships, the look ships to- all look not different. only are they a very different color, yeah. but these ships are very unique yeah. in and of themselves. Yeah. Well, we have pictures on Instagram, Instagram. and Facebook. Yep. Uh, if you guys want to take a look, uh, we saw Dan's Blocky Boys. Yeah, that I was um, like the Borg. I guess they were in cute. all forms. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I think Dave's yours were like more kind of like traditional like sci-fi, sci-fi, sci-fi sure. fighters. Yeah, I only ever put up the smallest ships. I never built any other ship but the tiniest. Ships. It was really funny. It was adorable. You had like a bunch of pesky fleas. <laughs> that's and it, and it should be noted that you are restricted by how many ships you have. Like, mm-hmm. if you want to build more than that, tough. Like, yeah. I put out almost all my ship. I was like, but I I want to build more. Like. Well, you can't. You <laughs> built them all. Too bad. Fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was definitely really cool. Like I said, cool. the colors all popped. I mean, yours got a little lost sometimes, but they were so big the and blocky, black, yeah. like you couldn't help it. And them. and that's the other thing. Like a lot of the ships, minus the fighters, have stands that go on them, mm-hmm. so they're raised mm-hmm. above the board, so they're not bumping into cubes or whatever. Yeah, on yeah, the board. yeah, yeah. Totally cool. I liked the it's components awesome a lot. Yep. Yeah. Uh, tell I, us, Mark. Ooh, Eclipse, the second dawn for the galaxy. Hyphen. Published in... Tw- oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> or not hyphen. Let right. me go again. Eclipse, colon, colon. second dawn for the galaxy. <laughs> uh, published in 2020 by... Ready for this? Lauts... Are you ready? Dang it. Yeah, I'm, I was I'm, I was perfectly ready. I'm never ready for it. Uh, Lautapellet.fl. Yeah, mm-hmm. Lautapellet. Obviously. Uh, FL. The uh, it's a Finnish company. Oh, cool. Yep. Well, they really finished this game well. Uh, Stupid joke. Uh, <laughs> huh? I regret nothing. Yeah. That company uh, produced Flamme Rouge. Oh, I hear nothing but good things yeah. about that. A lot of people like that game a lot. It was designed by a gentleman named Toko Ataka Kilt. Man, it's very finished. I liked it on his bio. It said, just call me Toko. It's totally fine. <laughs> I get it. You know it. what I appreciate? You're like, that. I will not. Yeah. You can um, just call me Dave because yeah, I know just, that just my call whole me Dan. name is tough. <laughs> short, short for Daniel. So short to- for jo- Jacob. <laughs> Jacob. <laughs> Toko designed uh, the first edition of Eclipse and a game called Principato. And the art was done by Noah, Ad- Noah Adelman. 
uh, who designed uh, the art for Between Two Castles of Mad King Ludwig, mm. which I hear is also really great. Yep. It's like a tile drafting game where you mm-hmm. build crazy castles. Yep. Sign me up. Uh, Jer Kaznan, <laughs> who did Flam Rouge. Juka Rajaniami, the pro artist, first game. Butchered your name. Sorry, man. Sorry, Juka. Yeah, and then- art, art was fantastic. This, this game also comes with an entire extra book that is just world building and art. It's all flavor. And then uh, finally, graphic design was done by Sampo Sikio. He also did the graphic design for the first Eclipse. Mm. So like some of the major players came back for round All two. All the big dogs. Oh, yeah. And the art was fantastic. Every player race, everything. Like, the art is amazing in this game. Let's rate this game. Ooh, let's rate it. One out of ten. Not using number seven. How many overstuffed boxes would I give Eclipse? I'm going to give this nine overstuffed boxes. So I, I don't have a ton of issues, but I do have a couple things that I wish were a little different. Breakdown time is forever. The game, Like, after the game is done and you're like, oh, let's put it away, 14 hours later, you're done. <laughs> So mm-hmm. which end setup is also a bit yeah. of a beast, and I get that the inserts do a good job of lessening it, but at yeah, the end of the day, still there are a, a ton of components. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I really, really wish they would have done is I wish the main player board, everything else in the game has these awesome inset pieces. The main player board does not. Mm. So like if you bump it, everything you have on your board is just going to slide away. All yeah. of your technology, all of your technology your is just everywhere, and it's like, and it's, you could put it back, not a huge problem. But if it just a little bit of an inset would have made mm-hmm. me a little happier. Dave was saying those counters didn't initially have the insets that's like a kickstarter thing thing. thing. could you imagine playing that game without those how many times i think i did for sure and i I think candy did too like bumped it and all the cubes went over it's not a huge deal because you have your counter to tell you what you have Mm -hmm. but it's just like oh like if that was the if i didn't have this inset thing who knows where i'd be yeah like just guessing but I'm going to give it nine. The game was so fun. It was fantastic. I was really apprehensive in the beginning just because like when you get a big game, like who knows what it's going to be like. Am I going to be here in the next six days? But it was really fun. It was really streamlined, really easy to learn. Just a lot of fun. I'm going to give it nine. Uh, Mark Eclipse, one out of ten, not using number seven. How many overstuffed boxes would you give Eclipse? This one's home. <laughs> 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 I wish I had the score that I gave Star Trek Ascendancy. Unfortunately, I hadn't digested the catalog quite yet. I'm still working my way through all the episodes mm. for the numerical values. I will score each, each game in a bubble. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, I liked this game. I think I gave Star Trek Ascendancy an 8, which means I would have to give Eclipse a 9 because mm. I like this game just significantly more. Yeah. Uh, it's much more streamlined. The model, the minis are super cool. And whatever the lore may be, it's better than Star Trek. Yeah, for sure. It's much more uh, approachable. <laughs> whatever whatever this made up lore is. it doesn't have uh i don't know 60 years of pomposity like, uh, yeah, tagging just along nonsense with it. things Awful. i have to edit out of the podcast <laughs> and it, just duplicate them and make it a whole podcast yeah i, I do like it uh, here's my one complaint and it's basically the complaint i have with any like major kind of sandboxy game that has humans as a playable race give your humans some flavor guys yeah, yeah the fla- so the humans are identical the only difference is this is the human that's red. Right. This is the human that's yellow. Yeah. This yeah. is like, it's just the player color and then therefore the human yeah, ship Yeah, I totally color, agree. Identical. If you're going to have them, yeah. just make them a little different or give them the same powers as the, like if you don't want to be this ugly plant alien, just give a human those powers. Well, that yeah. was very xenophobic of you. Well, yeah. I, don't, well, I hate them. I don't trust pod people. <laughs> well, I Why would I trust things them. with seeds? Stupid oh, man. florals. But, but their pollen smells so much better than the welcome to player. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, anything smells better than that better but yeah like it's just incredible every single like big sandboxy game that has humans as a playable race 
they're always so boring. So boring. Yeah, yeah, and it even says in the rules that if you're a first-time player, you're supposed to play the humans because <laughs> they're all the same and they're easier. We not, didn't do that, interested. and it was fine. I like that not flavor. Interested. Give me that yeah. flavor. I am human. Yeah, I mm-hmm. will play something more interesting yeah. than me. Yeah. You know, I'm humans, aware of my flaws. Humans in these games are the unsalted potato chip of the board game world. <laughs> you get it, and you're excited for a nice, flavorful potato chip, yeah. and then you take one crunch, and it's just potato. It's just I aggressively hope this, bland. Yeah, I hope this is at least salted, if not barbecue and or sour cream or something. Yeah. Like, no, it's just no, a fried no. just, potato. Just put a little, just be like, have them be ambitious or like kind of aggressive or <laughs> you know it's not that hard no, like, i went back to school in my 60s listen yeah. up or ida <laughs> all i'm saying all i'm saying is like dungeons and dragons doesn't have an issue with making humans flavorful yeah humans are ambitious they're kind of crazy they're aggressive they're kind of xenophobic at times there's ways that you all could like are. incorporate that into mm-hmm. a gameplay situation yeah. yeah whereas these i they are bland I, yeah it's basically just there's a bunch of cool aliens and then there is a human as also playable they should have made the humans all, because like, of them obviously. the humans can't trade with other races because they hate them yeah exactly like <laughs> have them so be like 40k where if you come into a sector with an alien race you have to kill you them. have to kill them because <laughs> you are not human i apologize yeah uh so give me a nine i liked eclipse quite a bit dave uh, one out of ten not using the number seven what would you give eclipse how many s- overstuffed boxes I also liked this game more than Star Trek Ascendancy. Ooh. Ooh. I'm not surprised. Because no, the, lo- the lore is better? <laughs> yeah, the flavor is better. <laughs> because from a gameplay perspective, I do think it is a superior game. Star Trek Ascendancy could last forever, oh, too. It, and I love Star Trek Ascendancy. Yeah, that I, game I like is a too. blast, but... Man, eight rounds just makes for such a tighter yeah. game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, this game is fantastic. The only knock I have against this game is the randomization. Like mm. if you get some good flips, you're just getting free stuff. Yeah. If you get some bad flips in exploration, you're just being surrounded by ancients you can't kill. Yeah. I mean, that's like a problem inherent in the genre. It's a yeah. problem inherent in randomly flipping things, which I love. Yeah. Yeah. And that's my ultimate issue. My, big, <laughs> my biggest issue is none of those things were a sun. Yeah. Listen. <laughs> Listen, you live, you, live, you live by the bag, you die by the bag, What do you mean I friend? can't fly into the sun? <laughs> so I'm so torn because, like, my, weirdly enough, my biggest complaint is a thing I love about this game, and I don't understand how to fix it at all. So mm-hmm. it's it yeah. can't it's not a legitimate complaint. Well, like, if you change it, it is no longer random. Exactly. <laughs> that is, yeah. a, pro- I, that is a different problem. Yeah, and I love that it's random. But uh, I also will go nine. Oh, nine's all around. Yeah. You know what else? That's I, good. three straight sweeps this week. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, we all scored that. everything this uh, I don't like that at all. Yeah. <laughs> I changed my mind. Yeah, I give this a one. <laughs> it's crap. Yep. Uh, you know what else? I I didn't have a, any experience with this, but Dave showed me that all the expansions are literally just like a sheet of folded paper. Yeah, which was like at least put them all in a book or or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but just, each each expansion individually is an extra like either trifold or just a single slip of paper explaining the new iconography. I'm, I'm sorry, <laughs> that is available I'm sorry. for each you of said, those things. You said the expansions were in trifold form. Yeah, more trifold. Your I will not suffer trifold form. <laughs> It's like I won't do it. Chinese food. <laughs> so yeah. that is all of our games that we talked about this week. But the good news is the show is not over. No, it's the fun's just begun. The fun has assuming you the like fun is hearing halfway me over. ramble. Boy, do about I? A thing. I do. Yeah, that's all right. We're in an hour and twenty four minutes. I can't, <laughs> so excited that the talking is starting now. So. <laughs> So the topic this week has been uh, yet untold to us. So yeah, Mark I think I, think I like this whole deal where I just keep it secret. From Either you way, it doesn't matter. Cause I'm I, indifferent. Yeah, I, it doesn't matter to me because I uh, am not going to do any research in the 20 minutes between when you tell me <laughs> and when I make this announcement right yeah. here. 
Here's what I will say. This is probably first in a three-part series oh that I'm gosh. calling okay. Dungeons in December. Oh, <laughs> why December? Is it because it's because almost it's, December? Yeah, well, you know, be be, these, these episodes will be published. December, yeah, these, these will be like published from December into the new year probably. So That's the next fair. three topics I have are all about tabletop RPGs. Hey, um, love, yeah. love a tabletop RPG. Uh, we are in the process of not playing a tabletop RPG because... <laughs> 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 because yeah. I have like failed so many weeks in a row on getting it started. We are we are in the process of starting a Pathfinder, or a Star Star Finder, Starfinder, which is based off of uh, Pathfinder, which is based off of off of D and D three point five. So, yeah. so <laughs> super interested to see kind of like crunchier tactical combat. It's yeah, D and D three point five in space, in and space. I'm very excited about it. Yeah. yeah, shooting and cover is more of a thing, and I'm really excited about it. But I've been so lazy. But I have now five days off of work that I can um, mm-hmm. so you can finish off like polish off the first two or three scenarios then so we're all set for <laughs> yeah set for a couple yeah, that's exactly what I was yep. thinking that laughter meant yes yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking not that I would barely finish the first scenario DM daddy let's go I know let's, I, I need you. I, listen I'm ready for this I, I got a detonator with no bombs I let's do it, it. <laughs> that is the yeah. thing I purchased a detonator for Mark but I didn't have enough credits yeah. to buy a bomb so I just, so I just a... bought him a detonator <laughs> listen you give an envoy a detonator I can talk my way into a certain death yeah I'm sure. excited so this is yeah. uh, by the time this is out hopefully we would have played our first session yeah we'll see how it goes so this is a little topic that I'm calling wizards never die okay <laughs> there's a lot of titles in yeah. this yeah I like it dungeons in december dungeons in december the series this installment is wizards never die so our story starts in 1978 oh i'm negative two with with a senor gygax (laughs) el guapo Guapo, the handsome (laughs) guy so our, our story today starts in 1978 where as a child, a young man, or sorry, I guess I would, a young child. Yeah. yeah. A young child well, named Peter child. Atkinson was playing strategy and war games. Strategy and war games. Strategy this is a and title of something or it nope, just it's a, just a style of game. He, okay. he liked playing nerdy, nerdy strategy games. I'm with him. I get right? that. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> so he's having a great time in his uh, board game career. And a friend comes up to him and said, hey, I got this cool new game we can try. It's called Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, yeah. Mm. Good idea. Yep, so Adkison is like, let's do it. So him and his boys got together, and as a small children, they started a D&D campaign, and he said it totally blew him away. Well, Had such D- a great time. And D&D, like original D&D, is such a different game. For sure. Mm-hmm. It's uh, like you, super combat grindy. Fifth, fifth edition is so streamlined. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. And, and first edition, man, like you basically walked with a 10-foot pole, poking at everything up down and to the side <laughs> just in down case. every hallway well for instance did you know in, in ad and d poison wasn't like you roll disadvantage or something like that if you got poison you just died <laughs> yeah. like that yeah. was it As, you just died just like god intended mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah it was very grindy it was very much try to live as long as you can but this is not going to be long do not get attached to your character well yeah. and they did a lot of interesting mechanics in that too because for instance you'd roll for a random encounter and that thing would happen but then you would roll for its alignment to you. So, like, you might encounter three goblins, mm-hmm. but then those goblins are just out for a stroll. Yeah, maybe like, they're bros. Yeah, every encounter was not necessarily combat. It was all randomized. You rolled for all of it. It was a very interesting game. Now everyone's a yeah. murder hobo. <laughs> Sorry, can't, can't get NPC or can't get PCs to stop killing NPCs. It's terrible. Take me back to seventy-eight. <laughs> So uh, while they're playing D&D, one day, his good friend, a little boy named Terry Campbell, 
suggested to Atkinson and his friends that they start a game company named after the guild one of their PCs was a member of. Were they a member of the guild called Wizards of the Coast? That is correct, David <laughs> Hubbard. Excellent, the, uh, excellent guess, Dave. I didn't even have to scry Mark to get that. <laughs> nope, nope, you didn't do it. Yeah, so exactly. The, the company's proposed name would be Wizards of the Coast, and it'd be all about how they belong to uh, this group of wizards on oh, the man. coast. I'm so glad I passed that history check. <laughs> it's all right in the name. I know. Uh, so in the early 1980s, Atkinson self-published a war game module for RPGs and called it Castles and Conquest, using the Wizards of the Coast brand name. Mm. So... Just as a kid, he designed a whole module. Put out a module? Good yep. for him. <laughs> Serious. Yeah, it's it pretty wild. It I, can't even, I can't even walk downstairs. I'm 34. I don't even think I could make a module now. <laughs> not, with, not with your spelling. That's <laughs> so true. Right? And he probably had to handwrite it, too. Oh, I need a real oh, good editor. Yeah. yeah oof. Uh, he also started running a D&D campaign called Chaldea which he continues to run to this very day. Wow. That's crazy. With yeah. the same people? No, well, maybe the same people. I know, like, last time anybody asked him about it, he was playing five different D&D campaigns with people, and then this one has been running since the early 80s. I guess if that's, like, your job, yeah, like, that's yeah. different. Like, I wish that was my job. That'd be, that'd be dope. I know what to do with myself. <laughs> maybe I'd start a campaign. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we could get up, play our first scenario. <laughs> maybe, I, maybe I'd get it set. I don't know. Let's not go crazy. So after he graduated high school, Atkinson attended Walla Walla, Washington. I'm sorry, Walla Walla he College. Yeah, he attended in Walla Walla, a Washington. City, a city well, in that's Washington. How, that's how cities work, Daniel. Yep, he attended. I attended it. Yeah, I attended New York City once. Right now, I'm attending Milford. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, the great city of Milford, Delaware. <laughs> Love it. Uh, he finished up with a BS in computer science and would go on to receive hey, an MBA from Washington University. Oh, a lot of, Twinsies. Yeah. I bet he studied slightly different computer systems. <laughs> I, bet, I bet he did. <laughs> yeah. What sure. year was that? Uh, this was, uh, he graduated in 1985. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, so after he graduated, uh, he scored a job at Boeing oh. as a systems analyst. Excellent. Oh, excellent get. Yeah. yeah. He very, very huge get for him. Apparently he's quite good at everything he everything. does ever yeah basically that's the that's <laughs> not the familiar uh while working at the aviation giant atkinson suggested to his friend ken mclaughlin that they start a game company and so it was that on march 23rd 1990 wizards of the coast became an official company and was headquartered outside of seattle in renton washington hmm. so that yeah, basically 12 years after he first got the idea to start a game he managed to do it got some got some scratch together mm-hmm. it's got that boeing money <laughs> That's yep. what that's what we're missing. Boeing money. Yeah. Dan, you studied the wrong computers. I did. I should have studied 1985 computers. That's where it's at. Well, start now. <laughs> It'll be a very useful skill. Seriously. I, I don't I'd have to go like where would I even buy a nineteen eighty five computer? <laughs> I have no idea. I don't even think thrift stores sell yeah, that kind of stuff. No, I think this thing's been de- decommissioned and probably shot be ex- the sun. Probably be expensive. Yeah. A garage sale, you yeah. know. They'd have like those, those spinny things on them. You know how like Go old on. computers had like spinny metallic? Uh, were they magnetic? Go on, I don't know what they work, are. Work like, your way through. Are it. you talking about micro, like the tape? No, well, like, I don't yeah, know. Old school tape computers? That's yeah, it's not like 1985. No. That's like 1960s. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. 1985. You had keyboards in 1985. Nah, you were man. typing stuff on. I mean, the screen was I'm trying like to think the first time I saw you guys computer. didn't. You were negative one in 1985. Yeah, we were. <laughs> no, we were like Ultima stuff was already coming out by then. Yeah. Come on, Mark. Computer games? No, nothing, Mark? Mm-mm. Old school RPGs? Just a, just a blank stare. Nope. nope. I was talking about a game that directly was like based on similar systems of no. D&D. Don't worry about it, Dave. He doesn't get it. He doesn't get it. He doesn't know. No. 
Didn't Poor come guy. up in the research. Know. Weird. Oh, so strange. <laughs> I didn't even do research. <laughs> I'm a brain I've just been, yeah, just been I've just alive. Been a, I've just been a nerd my whole life. <laughs> so they worked on a couple different projects, and they got to be so successful, Adkisson was able to quit his job at Boeing, and he was Man. only doing RPG stuff. I would consider that successful. Yes, I also <laughs> yeah. would. You know what's funny, though, is like there's a large segment of the population that I guarantee is not listening to this podcast that would not consider that successful. Yeah. Like leaving a career at Boeing to go make games. <laughs> if you if you can afford to leave a job at Boeing and still mm-hmm. afford to live, then it's I wild, consider dude. that a very I, successful yeah. transfer. I couldn't imagine like, leaving a job like that. No. I can't oh. imagine having a job like oh, that. It makes, me, <laughs> it makes me sick. Nervous sick. Uh, his first major project under the Wizards of the Coast brand was a book called The Primal Order, which was Atkinson's own creation. Basically, it was a religious uh, and deities expansion to be used with all of the major RPG systems out at the time. Wow. Clever. Good idea. Yeah. 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 He uh, basically wrote this book, and then in every section, he had a different RPG system that you could then tack That's that system crazy. onto. They're called wow. capstone systems. And apparently, they were quite popular like in the early, early days of RPGs. Mm. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. The problem is, is that... IP law is a little wonky when it comes to using other people's game systems oh. to mm. to build your own product. Yeah. If you talk to lawyers at the time, they would say most reading most reasonable readings of IP law go something like this. It's okay for a company to protect the actual text of game books via copyright law. Sure. So the, you can't copy whole sections of, <laughs> yeah, of sure. books. So that, that makes sense That to goes me. for all books, right? <laughs> it's also reasonable that a company can use trademark laws to protect their system names for marketing uses. Say it again. It's okay for a company to trademark a name of their system. Oh, yeah, sure. Like and, Dungeons, Dungeons and Dragons. Dragons. Yeah. yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah. That so also like, makes a lot of sense to For me. their own marketing purposes. Right. You would write these books and you would say, okay, well, like, you know, the Palladium system or the Advanced Dungeons and Dragons system. Well, so would you just basically write this book and then at the end or whatever it would say is compatible with and then list all of the systems? So they still have new books that do this, right? So I have one that's like a monster manual. Oh, I have one, Strongholds and Followers. Yeah, and it just says 5e. Yeah, and we'll get into why why that's different now. But yes, it's okay for companies to trademark the names. It's okay for them to copyright the text of the books. Uh, however, most game systems can't be protected unless the game company is awarded a patent for the system. So oh, it requires three separate like protections under U.S. law. You need the trademark, you need the copyright for the book, and then you need the patent for the game system. Most game systems at the time didn't pursue the patent because it was just such an expense and you're constantly making changes to your game engine that you would have to reapply for the patent every single time you did it. Mm. Right. So provided you were super careful about not infringing any of the copyright laws and not infringing on any of the trademark names, you could make a book to reference other copywritten oh, and man. trademark so systems. Had, like tiptoe around everything. You had to be though. very careful, but it was possible. Jeez. Right? This poor guy just had a great <laughs> job at Boeing. Just wants to bring some entertainment. Right. So Atkinson was aware of all of this because he had contacted an, inter- an intellectual property lawyer prior to publishing The Primal Order. And then he also searched for all of this information online. Good for him. Uh, when he queried about IP laws online, a system expert named Stefan O'Sullivan, which the most aggressively I was say, Irish name yeah. of all time, right? <laughs> yeah, told him right. in a clear drunken stupor. Yeah. But I feel like you could add O to a lot of names and just like O. Hubbard. Now oh. I sound aggressively Irish. Like, <laughs> Davy O. Hubbard. Davy yeah. O. Hubbard. Yeah. Oh, Davy O. Hubbard. Oh, Mark O'Belio. <laughs> Doesn't quite fit. Doesn't quite yeah. fit. <laughs> Dan O'Man. <laughs> 
so he said you would be the best practice is to get the permission of the game companies that you'd be doing this for. Sure. Obviously. Yeah. You want to get that, that permission. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Checks out. So while all of this was going down, while they were designing the Primal Order, Wizards was in talks with a man named Richard Garfield to publish a board game called Robo Rally. For very familiar with that game. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's a programming game. Uh, while attractive, Robo Rally was too expensive for the fledgling company to publish. So they told him, hey, we kind of need you to design something a little cheaper, something that would be more available to us to publish for you. <laughs> like yeah. something that's just a book. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Could you make a book? <laughs> so they said, hey, like maybe something portable. We're looking for something portable that we could carry around at conventions. Mm-hmm. We're looking for something cheap to produce. Why don't you like consider a card game? And Garfield said... Interesting. I'm kind of like toying with an idea. It's like a cross between baseball cards and a card game. Let me get back to you on that. <laughs> Can I guess that? <laughs> Can I roll a history check? Yeah. Yeah, Dave, roll your history Insight? check. Is it Magic the Gathering? It might be yeah. Magic the Gathering, Dave. Did this guy say, I would like to print money for you? <laughs> yeah. Um, so they said, all right, well, you get back to us and we're going to keep doing RPGs. <laughs> Oh, it is cheaper to print. I'll give him that. Because Robo Rally, I mean, you got all those little minis yep. and you got the board, and yeah. Yeah, it's got to be cheaper just to print off a bunch of cards and cut. <laughs> right. Robo Rally is a crazy game, too. That game's <laughs> I fun. A, I love a programming game. Primal Order drops, huge success because people are like, oh, great, it's got all these game systems we can add this to. We're going to just start using it. And that's when it came to the attention of Palladium Books. Oh. Yeah. They said, oh, no, you didn't. They said, oh, wait a second. We couldn't help but notice you were using our system in your book to make mm. money. Uh, we need to have a conversation about that. They immediately got a cease and desist letter and then were sued by Palladium for use of Jeez. their own system, in the, which was, like I said, super unusual because a lot of these capstone systems were designed to help enrich the experience of other games. Right. I don't know why Palladium decided to like a sue. wild hair. No. Yeah. Like, I don't know why they decided to sue Wizards over this. I uh, couldn't find it in my research. There's a couple like books that I'll reference at the end of the show that yeah, maybe might... th- maybe they were just jerks. <laughs> it could be. They're having a bad day. Uh, Wizards knew that Palladium had an excellent case, so they immediately took steps to protect themselves and work out a settlement. They're like, oh, they got us dead to rights. Like yeah. we're definitely using their system. There's no way for us to disprove. <laughs> no, that. it's a different one, <laughs> right? So while all of this like first stage of litigation is happening, Garfield gets back to them and he's like, hey, got your idea. It's called Mana Clash. Oh, stupid name. Right? So That's a real dumb name. It's a stupid name. <laughs> I hate it. He's like, <laughs> Dave had like a physical response. No, like I, I okay, really I hate, hate it. Like if you made a really good game and it was called Mana Clash, I would yeah. nonstop downvote your game. <laughs> Mana Clash. I love this game. It was a great mechanic. The art was fantastic. Five. Five. Mana Clash is a hate dumb the name. name. Single <laughs> worst name I've ever heard. Hate the name. Uh, he basically explains to them how the game works. And like it basically evolves around you collecting cards Tapping to build swamps, a deck as far as i'm concerned exactly we're not there quite yet <laughs> so it basically involves buying cards building a deck and then playing a game with cards that you would collect like baseball cards mm. and pay a lot of money for yeah yeah and then continually buy forever and ever forever yeah. and ever until, until the sun burns out exactly <laughs> until they stop making them so they still haven't so wizards said "Ooh," uh, atkinson was like we might have something on our hands yeah. here I got this other lawsuit issue right now, which is kind of kind of an issue for <laughs> yeah, us. We don't want to launch that yet until right. we settle this. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to make your game, but I need to make sure it's protected from Palladium in case they bankrupt us. Right. He basically showed Garfield how to set up a shell company. 
<laughs> what did he learn this in his Boeing days? Right. Yeah. What what sort of computer systems was he fixing on these planes? He's just setting up shell companies for Boeing. Right. <laughs> so he teaches him how to set up a shell company. It's called Garfield Games. And well, Garfield Games. Then, then he gets sued by Garfield. By Garfield <laughs> by the Garfield. cat. By, yeah, Dang it. By yeah. David, what's his name, that writes Garfield. <laughs> goes and sues him. <laughs> he says, all right, so we got your shell company. Now you're going to license us the rights to publish Mana Clash. And so this does two things. Number one, it protects Mana Clash from Palladium Books. Mm -hmm. Number two, it protects Wizards of the Coast from Mana Clash in case right. it fails. It's <laughs> <laughs> fair. Because yeah. it's not actually owned by them. It's just a license that they yeah. buy. Much like a level one PC in a fight to the death with a, a big ogre, <laughs> the lawsuit didn't nearly kill the Wizards of the Coast. Oh, man. Palladium wanted a written letter of, of acknowledgement of guilt, which Wizards refused to give. Yeah. That seems like a smart thing to refuse. You, you right. may have our money, but we're not going to say we did it. Yeah. Because, again, like you guys have probably guessed, if you admit that you did it, yeah. you have all these other publishers that are, like, that are oh, in the book as yeah. well who yeah. now want a piece of the pie. So they said, not a chance. We're not going to admit that we did anything wrong. In the end, Wizards and Palladium came to an agreement. Uh, it was an undisclosed cash payout. Oh. So don't know exactly how much money swapped hands there. Did they just send them a cash payout, quote unquote, but it was just a bunch of unopened packs of Magic the Gathering cards? <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, don't worry, I'm sure you get some good pulls. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be great. This will be now. worth a lot in the future. Uh, they also had to promise to never mention Palladium in any of their other books ever again. Oh, fine. Who cares? Yep, done. Which I, again, that's like a no brainer. Like, yeah. if you sued me, I'm not ever going to like make anything yeah, for your system. <laughs> Uh, and then a written statement asking for Wizards customers to not boycott Palladium books ever. <laughs> because they were worried that Wizards of the Coast fans yeah, would, would, be not, like, would what stop the buying their product. So, I would. Yeah. Sue my fans. Well, yeah, I unknowingly have been boycotting them this whole time. Yeah. Did they go bankrupt because I boycotted them? <laughs> yeah, right. Because I don't know who they are. So. I <laughs> yeah. I think that says everything you need to know. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, those two promises and the cash payout made all the litigation disappear. But what it did do was nearly kill Wizards in the process. Right. Wizards of the Coast was never, was almost not a thing oh, before man. it ever became what we know it today. Um, so after the lawsuit was wrapped up, uh, Wizards was strapped for cash. They loved the idea of Mana Clash, but they had no way of producing it. Mm. We've already set up the shell company. <laughs> Let's just keep doing shady stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly what they did. So they quickly learned it was going to be very expensive in order to make a collectible trading card game. Yeah. Uh, you're, you would need to like have all of the equipment to make the cards. You'd have to have the art assets. You'd have to have all this stuff. They thought it would be cheaper, but it turns out it's actually <laughs> way, way more, more expensive. expensive. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. In order to raise capital... Wizards took Garfield Games public and sold shares of stock. No. That's crazy. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so they would basically <laughs> sell stock to investors. For a shell corporation? Yes, for yeah. a shell corporation. <laughs> Good, isn't perfect. shady at all. Yeah, so that money was then funneled to Wizards of the Coast in order to oh, no. get the capital, startup capital for the, uh, the game, the to, game get, yes. to get going. They had to do some le some legal dodging because once you have 500 investors, you would then have to make that public knowledge. Yeah. And they're, again, they're trying to keep all this under wraps. <laughs> Garfield <laughs> Games isn't technically a real company. Yeah, it's not anything. <laughs> <laughs> so every time they would approach. What, is, what do you produce? Nothing. Nothing. Do anything. Uh, oh, man. Yeah. We are. We just, we just are. are. We make money. That, that is what we do. 
it's very like tech bubble like yeah, yeah. early 2000s well, well, what tech do you do bubble. we don't do anything yeah we uh we, we just get more blog. money or, blog. The, or the movie industry how every single movie is its own shell corporation for yeah. tax purposes yeah mm-hmm. so they said anytime they approached 500 investors they had to do a stock buyback <laughs> <laughs> because they didn't want any of this information public. So they bought back stock at a slightly elevated price. Oh, my gosh. Right. So you, the investors would get an okay return. Yeah. I think the initial stock option was $5 a share in Garfield Games. They would buy it back for like 6 <laughs> So it was you were making money, yeah, just, but it was also keeping them under 500 investors. <laughs> that's crazy. It's super, super fun. <laughs> yeah. That's was, fascinating. Anyway, so we're launching a new IPO for Random <laughs> Draw Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It produces yeah. stuff that we'll talk about at a later yeah, time. And if you want to be a shareholder, boy, do we have a deal for you. Yeah. <laughs> we're going public. If 499 of you want to buy one share... <laughs> eventually came out that Garfield Games was a shell company. Yeah. A lawsuit forced the two companies. That's only a secret for so long. Right. You can only keep those plates spinning for a little bit. After the two companies were forced to merge, Wizards of the Coast had to shell out a good portion of money for a a stock buyback in order to make it all legal. But then they were able to finally get the funding that they needed in order to start production. And that's all the money they ever needed to do that again. You do whatever they want. Dungeons and Dragons is like a fun hobby to them. Absolutely. (laughs) That's why I'll never say anything bad about Magic the Gathering because it gives me all the Dungeons and Dragons I could ever want. I'm not going to play it, but it keeps my board game stores open. It Dungeons and Dragons. Like it in the mm-hmm. end, gives me a lot of things that I love, yeah, despite exactly. the fact that And that's if people not like playing it, good on them. Yeah, yeah exactly. Play whatever you want, I'm man. not going to trash talk you. I like playing all kinds of dumb stuff. Believe me. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Believe me. I it's, play some dumb things. I play uh, some Magic, real dumb stuff. You might love Magic the Gathering, and I understand you might be into that strategy, but have you tried coconuts? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me introduce you to a little Korean children's yeah. game called Coconuts. <laughs> the only thing worth happening in coconuts is these cups, am I right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So when it came down to it, the only thing stopping them from going to printing was the fact that they needed a name change. Like you guys had kind of hit on the fact that Mana Clash. That it's the worst name ever. It's not super attractive. Not super attractive. So they decided to change it to magic. And then when they found out they couldn't trademark the word magic. That makes sense to me. They changed it to <laughs> Magic the Gathering. Yeah, you can't. So I actually. <laughs> super common word. Yeah. yeah. I looked into uh, a lot of trademark law for this podcast, actually, to see if we could trademark random draw. And we can. Here's a fun fact for you. If we want to have a legal battle, which I have zero desire for, uh, there's actually another Random Draw podcast. There is. I I've seen that. it. It's a yeah. music podcast. It's yeah. a music podcast. We This podcast predates that one by over two years. Ooh, in their face. So we absolutely have seniority here. Side note, it's actually a really fun podcast. Oh, did you listen to it? <laughs> yeah. So oh, that's fun. It's a radio station up in, I want to say like Pennsylvania or something. And uh, they apparently, when they bought the radio station, there was just this giant room full of old records. Mm-hmm. So the whole podcast is just this DJ and he goes and pulls random records and just plays songs off of them. That's cool. We should get him on the network. <laughs> we should. It's a lot of fun. Like it's yeah. actually an, it's an odd eclectic mix of older music. I enjoyed it. That's, That's really cool. fun. I yeah. Like I it. always see it when I'm searching for whatever, like doing research on our promotion stuff on our brand on our brand, on our brand. <laughs> I, it always comes up yeah we have slightly different podcasts as well <laughs> just like barely though magic the gathering premiered at origins 93 in the year 1993 obviously good lord in the let year me, let, me go, let, me, let me take that one again in the year 93 <laughs> yeah magic the gathering <laughs> so magic the gathering premiered in july 1993 at origins there were 2.6 million alpha cards that had been printed up to that point. Demoed it, huge success. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say so. They had 
printed what they thought were going to be enough cards for the year, and they sold out over the weekend. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. So Imagine that feeling. Yeah. <laughs> I assume it's good. Yeah. I, I can only imagine it. I've never sold out of anything. Good and scary, I would assume. Yeah. All like, of a sudden, it's like, oh, my God. We like, have to make more right now. Yeah. So, the only thing I would sell out of is my moral backbone. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'll sell out? This podcast. Anytime. Make me an offer. Hey, do you want to have another podcast on your network, Mr. Random Draw Music Guy? <laughs> That's right. Maybe we should write him and be like, yo, let us on our network, though. Hello, brother. <laughs> well, it's a radio station, so... So they printed an additional 7.3 million more beta cards, and it still wasn't enough. Wow. By the time December rolled around in 1993, they had released the initial, like, some odd 10 million cards, Mm -hmm. and then they had released an additional 35 million cards. Wow. Yeah, and it finally was able to saturate the market to the appropriate point. That's nuts. Yeah, there had never been, like, a collectible card game So this was in, like, six months? Yeah, this was in $35 million? You went from July to... Uh, December. They estimate <laughs> roughly about 45 million magic cards were sold. That's crazy. Yeah, wild. Do you have a stat for like how many magic cards have been sold so far? I don't have that stat actually. I is bet it, it's in the trillion. I bet it's more than the 40 million. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's more than the burgers each, at each McDonald's. Each new release has got to be over that number multiple times. I don't know, but anytime there's a release, I know people go wild over it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's like, it's a big business. Hey, print more of that D&D for me, baby. Yeah. Thank give you. Me, give me more modules. Seriously. <laughs> The cash that transformed <laughs> Wizards of the Coast from a plucky, nearly mortally wounded upstart into an industry juggernaut practically overnight. Yeah. 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 In like, like a six month period. So nuts. Right? Did they buy Palladium? Because that's what I would have done. <laughs> oh, yeah. Immediately. That would have been my first move. So you may call me Mr. of the Coast. Mr. <laughs> of the Coast. That's Mr. Coast to you. Uh, so four years later, in 1997, Wizards was riding high. They'd begun buying companies for assets, intellectual property, and also for control of conventions where they could put Wizards products front and center. Oh, well, I didn't like, know this, but apparently... Like buying conventions? Yeah, like you can do that. I uh, didn't know anything Yeah, about I didn't that. know how any of that worked until <laughs> I read this. Although if I had a convention this. and someone wanted to buy it, I bet I would yeah. sell it. Is it because we're poor people? Is that why we didn't know that Exactly. <laughs> so I didn't know this. A lot of the times, like companies would start their own conventions yeah. in order to like showcase products that, that from their line. Oh, man. And when you buy the company, you also just get the rights to oh, the convention. convention. That's yeah. crazy. So that's mm. another way for you to put your own products like yeah. up front. Suddenly, you know, you have like a convention that was maybe advertising for like Palladium. They've been moved <laughs> out. And now front and center are all these Wizards products. Yeah. So so that they, they basically started buying up companies just to have the assets. After they temporarily scaled back their RPG division, CEO Peter Atkinson learned that TSR, the nearly broke owners oh, yeah. of Dungeons and Dragons, mm, were yeah. looking for a buyer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Can you imagine that feeling? Uh, like, I love this game more than anything. Like, I can now own this yes, game. Yes, yes. And you No, have to- I cannot. I bet it's good, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I bet yeah. it's a good feeling. And this is a this is a game he, like, grew up playing as yeah. a kid. Yeah. Like, there's no better opportunity to pay tribute to something you love that much right. by just buying it and making it continue <sighs> to be a thing. Yeah, I can imagine Magic the Gathering being a full-time thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Stop doing everything else. For sure. We got this one. So he met with uh, TSR execs and purchased TSR and Five Rings Publishing mm-hmm. because they also had IP he was interested in. How much money do you think they sold for? Oh, man. What year was this? This was 1997. $14 million. $14 million? <laughs> No, I'm going with like $14 million and what? $14 million and <laughs> Damn <one>. you. Well, <laughs> you deserve that. The uh, actual price that they paid was $25 million. Whoa. So. 
They bailed out TSR and it continued to be a thing. The purchase of TSR immediately let them start working on Dungeons and Dragons third edition. Okay. Because they were still only at at advanced Dungeons and Dragons at that Mm. point. Also, when they purchased TSR, they gained the rights to Gen Con. Oh, Oh, that's right. Right. So Wizards of the Coast owned Gen Con. (laughs) That's so insane. It's, It's pretty crazy. Also in 1997, Wizards was rewarded a patent for the basic mechanics of collectible card games and then began to use the patents by threatening other letter- by sending threatening letters to other publishers of collectible card That's- games. <laughs> Sometimes I have a big problem with patent law. Mm-hmm. Like, you- should you be able to protect the thing that you created? Sure. sure. But should you be able to, like, let's say that the first roll and write that ever came out patented roll and write. Yeah, no one else can, can make, make a roll. Yeah. Yeah. Now we get one roll and write and that's mm-hmm. it. There are no other roll and writes. There is a point at which I hate how that functions. It's really funny because having the patent for collectible card games, there was a weird collectible card game crash like around the same time where you just had this glut of product into the marketplace. Mm-hmm. Well, sure, if something comes out and it's like super popular, right, you're, right. you know other things are going to come yeah. out like Yeah, so it. it's not immediately clear that they actually sued anybody over it. It's just like they would send threatening, threatening letters to them and be like, hey, you better watch yourself. Like, yeah, There's only off. one game in town Which, and it's you, magic. It's so crazy that they would sue over, or not sue, I'm not saying that they did, but even threaten after what Palladium yeah. did to them. Yeah, it's it's very ironic. Yeah. I think it's the nature of corporations. Like and, They and, grow to a point where they lose their soul. Right, and well, then again, like the CEO may not have any information of this happening. Yeah, that could be like, legal. Yeah, legal just, just like thing. yeah. Even if they didn't sue anybody, this gave them enough leverage in the marketplace to sign one of the most lucrative contracts in gaming history, and that was when they scored a deal with Nintendo to publish the Pokemon trading card game. Oh sure. yeah, yeah. Yep, sure. that makes sense to me. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, it ultimately made them more money than Magic had up really to that up to that point. Oh yeah. yeah, up to that point. Up to that point. Yeah. So they had at that point Dungeons and Dragons. They had like the Crown Jewel, Magic the Gathering. They had the Pokemon Trading Card Company, which was making millions of dollars. It was only a matter of time before a bigger fish came along. Sure. Yeah. Uh, in 1999, the biggest fish in the pond came nibbling. Hasbro had arrived. Yeah. Oh, yep. boo. <laughs> <laughs> they, they'd wanted to buy Wizards in uh, 1994 after the release of Magic the Gathering. Oh, yeah. But Wizards told them to pound sand. Thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> they said... Pound a tapped swamp. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Hasbro brought their bank account with them. Yeah. How much money do you think Hasbro offered them to sell? Was this 1999? $190 million. $190 mil? I'm going to say like $500 million. (laughs) Actual retail price of Wizards of the Coast? Yeah. $325 million. Yeah, big money. Yeah, which the company accepted. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Boom. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but that's how it goes. Uh, for those of you keeping track, shares of Garfield games that had been sold for $5 in 1993. <laughs> if you hung on to this. If you held on to your shares of Garfield games. I knew I should have bought it when I was eight years old. Yeah. Yep. What was I doing? Stupid lunch money. Yeah, I know. So you could have bought them for $5. Six years after the fact, they were being sold for over 1000 Oh, Dang. man. That's a good return. Yeah. yeah. Seems Some, like it. One of their execs said, that's a damn fine rate of investment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine if you were one of the guys that got bought back for like six bucks? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, like, no, no. But then imagine being the guy who bought a hundred bucks worth. Oof, man. Hasbro is a major corporation. Absolutely. Yes. And you know what? <laughs> yes, you, it is. And you know what you do for major corporations? You make money for daddy. Yeah. Daddy needs money. Yeah. Like he didn't just spend $325 million on you. Yeah. To sit around. For you, you to loaf sit around, around and not make money. Sit around looking pretty. Right. 
in 2000, uh, Wizards released Dungeons and Dragons Third Edition, mm-hmm. and then almost immediately began working on Fourth Edition. Yeah, <laughs> which was such a travesty. Yeah. Uh, they revamped the entire system, wrote new settings, offered a ton of new content, and they also released the D20 system. Mm-hmm. You guys familiar with the D20 system? A yes. uh, 20-sided piece of paper. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about origami. <laughs> the way the D20 system worked is it was basically an open license. You would publish things to be used on the D20 system. You could publish whatever you wanted, provided you didn't use character creation rules or anything that could make uh, wizards money. <laughs> like that was basically oh, oh, those were the it? two rules. Yeah. <laughs> wow. You can either you can't use our character creation method, and you can't infringe on any of our rights to make money for marketing. All right. What you had. Sure is this thing where suddenly one of the biggest problems with RPGs is that you have to create content mm-hmm. for the RPG. And if you just release the biggest RPG system in history, the best way to get around that problem is you have independent publishers create content, content for you. you. Yeah. Yeah. So you have your basic like releases that you would do like rule books and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But you also have like thousands of independent publishers yeah, making add on content stuff, for yeah. Uh, the d20 system Yeah, because then it it's up there with like hey here's this xbox and what you want is a ton of publishers making Making games games for your system yeah because then people will buy your system this makes sense yeah totally this had some fascinating ramifications for the for the industry that i'll be getting into the third segment so a little teaser teaser for the future for the most part hasbro gave uh wizards of the coast a long leash until they suddenly didn't um (laughs) (laughs) because that's what they do like with a dog Good, good, good. Bad. <laughs> After the profit sharing came out for Pokemon, the collectible trading card game, yeah. a lot of people began to leave the company. Oh. Like they paid out this huge bonus for the, the card game. Yeah, and they're like, Thanks, and then see all of the executives started leaving. Peter Atkinson himself announced it December of 2000 that he was leaving. Uh, quote, as of January 1st, 2001, I will no longer be an employee of Wizards of the Coast or Hasbro. No, I'm not getting fired or laid off. I'm leaving voluntarily. I don't think that the core of my reasoning is any more complicated than this. When you start a company and run it as a CEO for many years, you think of it as your own. There are other shareholders and board of directors you answer to, but your vote is always the biggest vote. Then you sell the company and you go along trying to make the best of the situation, telling yourself that you still have the same responsibilities as before, plus a vote and something bigger. That works for a while until something happens that you object to, and in spite of your best efforts, you find yourself powerless to stop it. At that point, you're forced mm-hmm. to accept the fact that the company is no longer yours, that you no longer carry the biggest vote, and that can be difficult to take. I'm not naive. I always knew intellectually that this was the case, but to think you understand something and then actually experience it are two separate things. That checks out. Yeah. Yep. Hasbro quickly turned Wizards into a lean, mean, money-making endeavor. They sold off all the accumulated conventions. Oh. Uh, See you later. Don't yeah, need closed that. down all 85 locations of the physical retail stores that they'd oh, opened. Oh, and then shut down the video game division company. Uh, and to their credit, Wizards was still making a ton of money. They released uh, D&D 3.5. Yeah, which was, like, huge. Yeah. Still yep. to this day, people play 3.5. Yep. Uh, 3.5. Pathfinder. They released 4th edition, and then finally 5th edition. When they talked to Bloomberg about, like, the increase in profits since the release of 5th edition, mm-hmm. they said that in 2017, uh, sales increased by 41% in North America alone. And then in 2018, they skyrocketed an additional 52% That's on top crazy. of that. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> so it was like a 90% increase because of 5th edition? Yeah, yep. Yeah, 5th edition's good. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. So uh, 9 million people around the world watch D&D content on Twitch. Mm-hmm. And there are 12 to 15 million players in North America alone. And we're three of them. Yeah. Yep. We're in that number. Yay! Yay! <laughs> I'm we're, not special. I'm part of something. <laughs> 
So their major cash cow, though, is still sure, the game magic. that started it all. Yeah, magic the Gathering mm-hmm. accounted for $2.4 billion net for Hasbro. That yeah, is, that's, that's a lot of scratch. That's a good investment yep. on your $300 million. <laughs> for sure. The sky is apparently the limit. There's no signs of slowing down. As for Peter Atkinson, the man who started an empire, life has been good. After he quit Hasbro. I can imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, $300 million. Yeah, seriously. After he quit Hasbro, he entered semi-retirement as an avid rock climber. In 2005, he became CEO of Hidden City Games, a company that publishes Bella Sarah, a card-collecting game for marketed for girls. So oh, that's Trying to get more girls into the hobby. In 2013, he started a new company called Hostile Work Environment, LLC. <laughs> I wonder if that was a throwback. I didn't look at it because I like to imagine that it's just like people haranguing you for, you know, yeah, for an bad entire work shift. Yeah. And then finally, his most notable contribution to modern day gaming is on the way out the door of Wizards of the Coast, Adkison purchased Gen Con from Hasbro. Oh, he still owns Gen Con? Yep, he still currently nice. owns. Good for him. Yep. He has been running the greatest board game show since 2002. That's cool. Yeah. And what? then that's the that is the history of Wizards of the Coast from like the nineteen nineties to now. I mean what? it didn't run it this year. What <laughs> yeah. you know, they did online. <laughs> yep, there was, it was all online. online. Yeah. That is episode one of Dungeons and December. Yeah. Segment one. We'll call Wizards? it segment one. Yeah. yeah. Wizards yeah. Dungeons in December. Dungeons. Wizards never die. Excellent work, Mark. Thank you. That is the end of our episode number forty. So many episodes. I know it's crazy. We're getting big. We're getting elderly. Big for our britches. <laughs> Uh, episode number 40 thank you guys for listening if you have any questions or comments please let us know randomdrawpodcast at gmail.com we'll always answer your emails on there if you'd like to see our physical content and games we play check out our Instagram uh, randomdrawboardgamepodcast underscores between each word and of course our Facebook page which Mark runs and our Twitter page yeah well I've kind of backed off Twitter because it's such a a swamp yeah I I run it I'm not there just tap it Mark tap the swamp yeah you tap the swamp and then you channel (laughs) fireball yeah That's how you make your Twitter stronger. <laughs> That's right. Tap Swamp's channel fireball. <laughs> and now for something completely different. I have an update on my depression lamp. <laughs> Go on. Okay. Uh, it's actually working really well. I'm yeah. very happy with Are my you depression get another lamp. another one? I've got two. I don't oh. think I need more than that. <laughs> I've got one for home and one for the office. Oh, yeah. And I was talking to my boss while I was eating uh, breakfast the other day. And she Underneath was, your lamp? Yeah. Well, I had the lamp. While you were heating yourself? <laughs> no, I did not have the lamp on at this moment. <laughs> so I'm eating breakfast, like having my bowl of oats. And <laughs> she's like talking about like That explains having... the depression, actually. Like that's bowl of oats. <laughs> I had my bowl of cardboard. <laughs> it's so sad. <laughs> she was talking about having to shuttle her kids everywhere. And I said to my boss, like not having children has like really freed me up to follow the things that I'm passionate about. And like I, your depression. And then I paused for a second and I said, now like, granted. Like this depression. Right. And I, I said, now granted, like there's a non-zero chance that I'll be alone on my deathbed. But like yeah. that's the, you know, whatever. She turned around and looked at me and she said, you need to turn the lamp on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and I was like, oh, good point. I should bask. Also, you're right, like, oh, I feel great now. Also, side note, having worked in nursing homes, having children means absolutely nothing when it comes to being alone yeah, in your deathbed. I, I, I can imagine. But who yeah. cares? I'm dying anyway. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, not, of, I'm not living to 80. I'm unconcerned <laughs> about that. A lot of people are like, I want to die in my sleep. But you know what? Honestly, it's like the last thing you're going to experience. You might as well be conscious for might it. Might as well check it out. Yeah. yeah I want to die. It's all about. I want to die screaming in some ridiculous accident. That's for sure. How I, go. <laughs> I want to die how That's, I live. Yeah, screaming. screaming. <laughs> That's why I don't let Dave drive me anywhere. <laughs> well, because and that's actually kind of funny because I'm a grandma driver. Like oh, yeah, I am cruise control, like barely above the speed limit. Mm-hmm. I yeah. I don't have 
never had a point on my license. Like I'm a boring driver. I just somehow want to change that in the future. <laughs> yeah, just do it. Maybe I'll just hit the age where I go, you know, I've lived enough life. And then from then on, it's 30 over the speed limit 100% yeah. of the time. Yeah, it's with nothing one but, eye closed. Yeah. It's nothing but simple carbs and <laughs> bacon fat. <laughs> well, and also one eye closed. Nah, the glaucoma will get me by then. <laughs> just cloudy eyes. I wish my eyes weren't a... so tight yeah. in my head. Well, in good news here in the U.S., like you don't really have to retake a driving test Ever. No, that's fine. You'll be yeah, fine. No, you're all so right. it doesn't matter if I go mostly blind and senile. No. I still get to keep my license. There are people who consistently drive drunk that still have their license. Oh, own. yeah. Yeah. So, should, you know, <laughs> my grandmother if shouldn't I, have a license. Because she oh, the drunk driving. Because uh, <laughs> all yeah. the drunk driving. I had a mouthful of coffee. I could. I was like <laughs> choking myself to swallow it fast enough to ask if it was because she was constantly drunk driving. I mean, that drunk driving. I'm not going to say yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I was on Reddit. I know it's hard to believe, but I was on Reddit. No. And they had this thing that was like, um, what are like the most underappreciated television shows mm. that you know of? And oh. there was like some on the list that I've never heard of. So obviously, <laughs> proving, proving yeah. point. <laughs> and then, but then there was some stuff, and the one that came up a lot was the show Jericho. Oh, my you didn't wife, like that? I mean, it's uh, no. it was so good. So my wife Candy That's loves the bomb show, that right? Show. They they dropped the bombs, yeah. And then they got like the one little community of people. But isn't yeah. that Kansas. the one then that it like doesn't have a conclusion because they canceled it? No, it does, but they had to rush it because oh. they were like the network gave them a heads up, like, hey, you're not getting a season three, and they're like, wow, we need more than two seasons, but I guess we'll finish it now. Just finish it now. <laughs> so they just like jammed a, like a whole like show into one season. <laughs> finish, it yeah. Yeah. <laughs> finish it live. Yeah, like, but. They weren't going to get a second season, and they sent in, like, you know how people, like, send in... Um, oh, like, like fans? Yeah, fans send yeah. in stuff to networks, and then... Mm -hmm. And then networks ignore it. Yeah, but this actually... It got that show another season. Like, people sent in nuts, and I don't exactly remember, because I haven't seen the show in a million years, but they sent in... What are you doing? I'm just trying to put my coffee down. Social, he's socially distancing his coffee cup from <laughs> yeah, himself. From, <laughs> from himself and his water. Get, get out of here, cup. They've been breathing all over you. Mm -hmm. But there was just like a bunch of shows. And then there were some shows I didn't care for on there. But I guess people like. But it's yeah, fine. Like Firefly. No one mentioned Firefly. Thank yeah, God. Because that, that show's not underappreciated. It's not underappreciated. That show is appreciated. It's overappreciated. Because it's good. <laughs> Mark has terrible taste. <laughs> he really does. Every time we talk about anything. Yeah. Anything and then, that where taste is involved. Yeah, anything where Mark can have an opinion. Listen. <laughs> 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 it's very true. I'm, uh, I'm contrary by nature <laughs> and it's it usually <laughs> about good stuff i take it back because he's my ride <laughs> yeah i'll, no, I'll take ride. you home I'll listen. Listen. <laughs> oh, not, yeah, don't worry don't worry about it listen, you have to tell me that i've been hearing that all my life <laughs> <laughs> so my daughter's been watching that show raising hope have you seen this uh no yeah it's cute yeah yeah it's yeah. along the lines of um oh man what was the movie where the guy wins the lottery no. Yeah. My name is Earl. My name is Earl. Yeah. So it's that same like universe yeah. as My Name is Earl. So it's like they're trailer trash and okay. they're like raising this. So so the son gets this girl pregnant. It turns out she's a serial killer and mm -hmm. she gets executed. <laughs> and he now has to take care of this baby. And this family's like a disaster. But it's funny. It only it was only out like four seasons and people really liked it. The show's called Raising Hope. The daughter's name's Hope. But originally, I guess the show was called Keeping Hope Alive. But they, <laughs> oh, <laughs> which oh, I that's, thought apparently that tested poorly. Yeah, I, I kind of like more. Yeah, I but, think I do like that yeah, more. Keeping Hope Alive. But anyway, it's a really funny show. It's on. I always hate like when 
there's a better name for a show that yeah. just doesn't get used. Well, that's the problem. Now I won't be able to think of that show as raising. I just want to call it Keeping, Keeping Hope, Hope Alive. Alive. <laughs> that's a good Pretty name funny. for a show. Like I just heard that uh, Plants vs. Zombies yeah. was originally supposed to be called Lawn of the Dead. Oh, oh that's so much better. <laughs> that is much so better. much better. Were they much afraid better. of like, a lawsuit or something? Well, they wrote George Romero and were like, hey, man, can we like use Lawn of the Dead for our game? But like Shaun of they, the Dead did they, it. They included like, a picture of them in like zombie outfits and everything. Yeah. It was like kind of fun. And George Romero like wrote back a letter that just said no. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Too serious about his zombie I don't, epic. N- listen, I saw Land of the Dead. There's no way he could be that serious about <laughs> your zombie. Like any any zombie film with John Leguizamo. Oh. I like, but like not that <laughs> but, much. But how much? Not enough. Oh my gosh. This, so we were watching Raising Hope and they were at the movies and the line was that the previews are the best part of the movie because I like Jack Black 30 seconds at a time. It's <laughs> 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 like... It's pretty good. That's a good joke. It's a pretty good joke. I, I like joke. Jack Black for longer periods of time. Yeah. I like Jack Black a fair amount. Yeah, yeah same here. I'm, we uh, we live in a pro Jack Black house. Yeah. Yeah, Mostly because I, I live in a jealous of Jack Black house. <laughs> yeah, I, don't. I want to be Jack Black. I already have his body. And now all he needs is his money. <laughs> you just need that attitude is yeah, what that, you need. Yeah, yeah. and his sing- he can sing. That dude's got pipes, yeah. though. Mm-hmm. Tenacious mm-hmm. D. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, those guys are wild. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Game over, man. Game over.